40 years ago, a family took a trip from Chicago to Wally World. And we're gonna talk about it. It has been 40 years since National Lampoon's Vacation, which is our final pick for our kind of summer-based summer vacation type movies. Um, this also our first comedy review. And I don't, again, I, I was talking to everyone before we started. I don't know if it's just me, but I, I noticed that on a comedy review, I did a lot more, a lot more quotes, whereas a, a drama movie, you know, dramatic movie or whatever, horror movies, maybe not so much, but like we quote this movie a lot. We grew up watching this movie, like a lot of people. And my wife and I actually had the, the luxury of getting to see a couple of the filming locations, but we can get to that a little later. So this is uh, a podcast called Nod Your Head and Listen. We're uh, three brothers who enjoyed watching and rewatching a lot of movies. So most of our movie reviews here are going to be movies that we know well, but we try to mix it up by genre, by category, and uh, doing, a, doing some rounds where we have uh, never seen the movies before. But again, oftentimes it's going to be movies that we know ad nauseum and I, would, I won't speak for Eric too much, but I think Brad and I are probably known for watching behind the scenes stuff maybe more than Eric. So a lot of times we watch, we, we watch like the behind the scenes stuff and Brad and his wife have a book on Jaws, uh, all the behind the scenes on that. So like, that's just kind of part of our family culture is to know way too much about movies. Um, so let's get right into it. Uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. I noticed in the last few, uh, last few episodes, we do we don't really cover a lot of the plot um, oftentimes because they're pretty well-known movies, but basically it's just uh, Chevy Chase and his family are going across country to go to uh, Wally world to have like a, you know, a memorable vacation uh, out of all the podcasts for me to choose to actually tell the plot. This is probably the least important because it's very light on plot. It's just going from point A to point B, but a uh, point B, but I do want to try to get into the habit of at least giving a 10 second synopsis, but Needless to say, whoever might be listening to this, please listen to it having already watched the movie because a lot of times we'll give spoilers if it's a movie that can be spoiled. So first thing we do is something called dinner in a movie. We talk about food that had played a role in the movie. This one had a few, but Eric, you can start off with uh, with your choice. And we'll do, we can okay. just do round table, round, round table or whatever. We'll do round table since you have <laughs> round table then you for dinner in a movie. <clears throat> I, the first one I wrote down, I know I missed some up until this point, but I put fish delivered poolside from a swimming waitress. Oh my God, that's actually not one of my five. <laughs> no, I, I, wow, I, that's I, why I, I kind of went with that one. I kind of thought maybe you wouldn't have that because one. Because so. wait, because they never actually get it delivered. It no, matter. but he talks I wrote about it. it. I wrote it In down his too. excuse to oh, Russ, man. he says that he was going to get right. some fish delivered. She took your order. Oh. Yeah, order some fish for you. <laughs> you think mom will buy it? Audrey? <laughs> yeah. Um, swimming, no. swimming, swimming waitress. <laughs> swimming waitress. <laughs> I wanted to get a little more creative because I know there are, there are some know, obvious I'm, ones out there. I like so, that. I, the, way he, the way he delivers that and like, and like he does a great job of it. Sounds like he's, it totally sounds like he's coming up with that on the spot because it's so stupid. But he just commits, <laughs> yeah. he commits to the lie so well. Yeah, she was taking my sure she was taking my order. Just wanted to get it, get some food. <laughs> for you. Like I, I love that part. I, I I wrote that one down too. Uh, Brad, go ahead. Your next first one I wrote was. Um, uh, hamburger helper burgers with no meat with uh served on real tomato ketchup uh, with, with some lemonade that stirred with somebody's bare arm <laughs> and their hand and their or their hand and their arm up to their elbow i thought it was red, i thought it was red kool-aid that she was it was lemonade I, I, guess, I guess you know what it actually is red but i think he says can i give you a hand with that lemonade oh, so i guess no. i'm not really oh. sure it, it, it is one of those i noticed that it too i think he says 
It's red. It's, for it's, sure. it's red, but he's okay. just going to give you a hand with that lemonade. So I'm like, yeah, I didn't want to split <clears throat> hairs over that. He does say lemonade. But she, and plus, I don't know, but like she's she's like stirring it like up to the elbow. So it's like you have to, <laughs> yeah. it's got to be it's got to be stirred with with a bare arm, and then obviously I had the, that one almost exactly. Because I, I love the way I left out the lemonade part. Eddie? <laughs> Yeah, I just I put, put hamburger nothing, less hamburgers with real ketchup. <laughs> I was pretty nothing I, but the best. <laughs> I put meat, meatless burgers with real with emphasis on real tomato ketchup. Um, You're the gourmet I, around here, Ed. Like I, <laughs> that'd be the most offensive thing for Eric and Brad would not be the meatless hamburger. Would be that they would only have ketchup as an option, but because um, and like and, and the Eddie made was so thoughtful. Yeah, you're on a little high horse about the ketchup, even though I will say, as much as it pains me, I've I still like ketchup, but I've started to like you know barbecue sauce or whatever you know like okay. other other things on top of uh, ketchup on a burger is fine. I don't like it on most other things. Uh, th- right, ketchup on a burger, and there's still better options probably good. for a burger. That's a good but, option, but yes, yeah, for a dipping, for a dipping just, sauce, it's just kind of bland. There's better, there's better ones. That's all. I, I'm sure for, as a dipping sauce, absolutely, it's ranked like eighth. Yeah, that was definitely my. You're being generous. It's way below eight. Okay, fair enough. Well, it's probably um, involved in some of the others. It's probably mixed in with others. So that's that's fair. Like all, most of the secret sauces are like ketchup and mayonnaise or some some yeah, combination. True. Of that. Like the canes. I'm pretty I'm sure pronouncing it may- just... mayonnaise, um, but ham and mayonnaise sandwiches. <laughs> but uh, a little parks and, and rec there. Um, mine was pretty short. Mine is just watermelon, uh, just like Bill Murray's brother. Uh, Oh. Which that's that's the segue into one of the places. My uh, my wife and I just for a one year anniversary went down to South Fork, Colorado. They had they had that town right when they put the subtitle, it really is South Fork. And we went and got to I actually got to ring the bell, and they they did change the inside a bit, but it looks like the actual bell from forty years ago. Like they could you know like the writing. I looked at the handwriting and everything, and it looked pretty worn and torn, but. And I uh, actually got a T-shirt from the place, even though it's Camp Comfort. I got, you know, I, uh, it's called like River Bend Resort or something. But um, but yeah, if we go there again, we didn't have a lot of time. But the, the woman that was there knew all about it. They had pictures of the locations oh, cool. and everything. And so you didn't feel like you were like getting in their way. She was like happy to tell it. But she said that there's one tent left uh, standing. And she's pretty sure it's the tent that they stayed in. And I'm guessing by they, she means hmm. uh, uh Chevy Chase and uh, Beverly D'Angelo. When, uh, uh, but uh, we didn't have, yeah, we only had a few minutes to take a quick pick and get a couple little souvenirs. But uh, I'm really hoping, I don't know, someone's going to take this next one. So, anyway. take, take another one. Take another one. I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure the next one's going to be, we both are going to have it. Eric's we'll going to be like sad a, he didn't we'll write do it like down. A snakes, we'll do it like a snake draft. Take oh, it, okay. you go again. Okay. Uh, I mean, WTH sandwiches, wet sandwiches. <laughs> Um, that was all I get. We were all. I think I'm sure we so. all had it. Um, and I'm actually maybe Brad out of all this can do it the best, like Anthony Michael Hall. But I, I my, sandwich, <laughs> my sandwich is all wet. A wet. That is. I'll give us. I'll give us a little credit and say that's one of those that we joke about that we really don't exaggerate. You watch his mouth; he really does say it oh. like a th. You, you can see that sandwiches yeah. are all wet. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, I didn't actually write that specifically. I just put sandwiches from a gas station. So I, I did. Oh. Oh, uh, I mean, it, that's where they came from. It's the same thing, but I, I love his. I can you give, I'm so hungry. Like I could eat a sandwich from a gas station. Huh? Like he, I love he how so much specific he on the, uh, the hamburgers. I figured you'd have like dog <sighs> pedo. Like, well, okay. Images from a gas station that are wet. I figure somebody, I figured, I, I didn't know if we would say that for a quote. So I just figured I would do a separate category. I didn't know if I would say like okay. canine, yeah. canine urine infested sandwiches purchase at a, 
convenience station yeah. or a gas well, station. Before Brad and or Eric would go next, before Eric and Brad finish off, the last thing for filming locations, it actually worked out back to back. The sandwiches are all wet and the, uh, the, the sandwich dance scene, which is, you know, incredible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, my, I got to yeah I got to see the location of that which was also not far out it was like pretty much in South Fork like just five six miles away from the uh, Camp Comfort and it's you know pretty small and the, the the picnic table is still there but not the tree that Chevy Chase stood on but I you know we we parked the car pretty much right back on accident right where uh, uh, Christy Brinkley is uh, parking and doing her dance with those like two truckers that are like strangely hanging out with her and like sitting in her car. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so that's my last filming location thing, but, uh, you know, I got that checked off the list. There's a few different, there's a few movies I'm proud that I've gotten to see where they're filmed and still a lot more to go, but, uh, until, until next time with filming locations, Eric, uh, go ahead with your next dinner. I think it's Brad actually. Oh, that was, that was actually all I had for, like, cause I, I had, I had watermelon and I had like, I had a couple I of the ones. Added I had one all those while listed. we were doing this. Okay. It's not food technically, but I just. But the hamburger scene reminded me of it, so I just went ahead and put secondhand beer. Somebody has to be. Oh, I think I did make a note of that. I think I put. <laughs> like, I think I put <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So I think I put, I think I put beer that Randy Quay drank first, but that's maybe a little bit go. too specific. So I just right. added that one now because I figured hamburger <laughs> and the wet sandwiches would get taken, and they did. So. I'm surprised that you guys did forget two of them. One of them is pretty minor. <laughs> one of them is eating peanut butter and smearing it all over your teeth, like Audrey did whenever during. Oh yeah. That's a very minor. Does it note. actually show it? I was going to say. I, I know I, mine. Yeah, I don't know if it actually shows. Eric's uh, obviously was was just a conversation as well, but he said. Yeah. That's why it. it's. But when she smiles, it doesn't actually. Like, you, I don't see any. I don't remember actually seeing any peanut butter. I don't see any peanut butter on her. No, I, th- I think they just complain yeah. about. it. I don't think it shows. I'm just saying it. that makes but it think easier it to forget. Kind of like you forgot about the fish in the pool. Like neither actually were shown on camera or actual real, but I I do remember the conversation, but I didn't think of it as food. So obviously it is. So that's a good. What was the other one? Uh, last one was uh, fast food. Um, dropping the fast food all over the ground. Uh, like, technically, uh, like technically the they didn't. Kind of technically thing. they didn't eat that e- uh, either. But and apparently the. Fast no, that's a good one. That's a good one. I feel like they was, had to have eaten other places. They, they really. Not. They really didn't eat that much. But apparently the the Sonic was also not that far from where we were. But it wasn't as it wasn't like on in route. Was like, it actually a Sonic? She, uh, the woman from the Camp Comfort, uh, the River Bend, she was saying kind of where it was, and she said it might have been a Sonic. She wasn't as sure on it, and it just happened to work out. This was all very last minute, where it happened to be on like the highway that we were taking. It was completely it was as, as convenient as it could be. Whereas the Sonic fast food or whatever it was wasn't. It was like a five ten minute detour, and we mm-hmm. didn't really have the time to spare. Um, but uh, anyway, so. Um, but I, I do think we should all, especially on ones like this where there's a lot, I think we should kind of vote on what's the, the quintessential. And I think it's not going to take a lot of debate to say gas station sandwiches are probably the most iconic of this whole movie, unless, but I'm open for debate. But what is like the quintessential out of all the ones we named? I'm going to vote gas station sandwich. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably the best one. If I'm being honest, if I was going to do the movie and like host it, I would probably get hamburger helper and, and do just that. Okay. I mean, I wasn't and actually going to do like you didn't actually have to buy it. That were still edible. <laughs> I, I, I know. To... I'm saying y'all, y'all, y'all out voted no, me. Those are the if, only if, two if options. If it was me, it'd be fun to have Hamburger Helper, movie. mainly because, I, yeah, of, because of 
even though Eddie's not really that funny in this ketchup. one, he be- he becomes so much better by Christmas Vacation that I would probably just want to do Hamburger Helper. Like we would make our own ketchup and then the lemonade. But it's also, to be fair, that's like the combination of those three items: the lemonade or the cool, you know, whatever. I think if you, I think if you're hosting, especially knowing Mandy, your wife uh, was that more than likely she would make sandwiches, wrap them in like uh, uh, saran wrap or whatever and not actually be gas station. Um, and then have yeah, some and yellow have, food coloring. Or oh, something. actually I was thinking that or having lemonade for as Dinkum's lemonade or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> and that'd be very gross. That would work too. But, uh, I, I, but I guess I'm just thinking which one represents, which food is the most important to it but versus what would actually make the best. Like if you're having a, if you're hosting, sure, sandwiches, plain sandwiches, wouldn't be great. Uh, hamburger helper would be the best meatless sandwiches uh, with well done uh, buns uh, or whatever. <laughs> I think you said medium rare or something. I can't remember, but either way. No, I meant your bun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so dinner and a movie had a lot. Um, uh, I'll start behind the scenes. Um, I'll just kind of run through mine. Okay. Um, I actually watched the behind the scenes like making of. So hopefully, oh. should, should we should we take turns on this one? I don't want to take. I, don't, I, don't I, did, take I knew I I read that I behind the scenes, so nothing really jumped out that much to me. Oh, I have the I, two I have, I expect to get taken. I don't. Yeah, I okay. would just go. I, if okay, they I come back to me, I'll say them, but I'm not too concerned. All right, first one's about. I uh, said uh, Anthony Michael Hall had a crush on uh, Audrey. I think it was Dana Barron. Dana something. Dana. Dana uh, Barron. Yeah. Dana Barron. Um, now, some of these aren't like mind blowing, but just little things. Um. And that National Lampoon was really putting a lot of, like, there was a lot of, uh, not pressure, but like the National Lampoon really hadn't had a hit since Animal House. There was a movie called Class Reunion that I never heard of, or a movie Madness that that came out between, Brad, you might have to help me here, but Animal House was 79 or 80? Seven, I want to say 78, but you're, it's, it's around yeah. there. I think so, 78. Yeah, so you, think, but... you think about a four-year gap, because they actually started filming this in 1982. Um, oh, that's it. So that's, they, those feel so close together now, but I guess at the time it would have been. Yeah, they, they had already had two duds between between the two. Yeah. So I don't think there was like, I'm not trying to dr- dramatize the pressure, but it was like they had two duds. So they were hoping to recapture that Animal House, uh, you know, being a big hit. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll I'll pose that as a quiz then. Even though I think I'm sure Brad uh, Brad and Brian knows that. We'll see about Eric. Uh, we do know who wrote the script for it, the screenwriter, the screenplay. No. Yeah. Brad. Did, okay. Well, John Hughes wrote it, but it was based on like a real. Yeah. It was based on his his uh, John Hughes vacation. It was a short story that was published in a magazine or something, wasn't yeah. it? Do you know what year it was? Vacation fifty. I think it was fifty five. Fifty eight. 58 okay um, to be fair anyway, i would i would have guessed yeah, that. I, would, I didn't I, I wish you hadn't said 50 because i would have said 55 uh, so i would have been only off by three it made, oh, made me look sillier oh, i'm sure you would have gotten yeah i was pretty sure you would get close no but I, st- I still would have got it wrong i, I would have it was said called, that. I, it was called vacation 58 it was told okay. to the point of view most like just like a lot of hughes movies it was told to the point of view of the kids the preteens or whatever versus oh. when once they got chevy chase on board they were like we want we, we need to make him the central character rather than the kids uh jane krakowski uh who's from 30 rock and was cousin vicky she she apparently improvised the kool-aid scene like not as they were filming but like no. on, on the day she started to do it and chevy chase was like hey we should we should include that um it look, they said eddie's house uh cousin eddie's house was outside of pueblo i know on the movie yeah. it says like coolidge kansas um and edna and edna are imogene coco uh is her real name she had a stroke during the filming um and that wally world at the very end was actually just a matte painting like the the, the, the i could the, tell that actually yeah, yeah now, it, it, now with the picture being better it's easy because that was actually that was one of mine was that they had a that was a oh. painting that was 
well the uh, actual like when they were riding on rides was a i can't remember the name of it now i didn't write it down because it wasn't probably that a, interesting but it was probably a it was an actual theme park i think it was a six flags and I mean, yeah it was it was six the flags. southern california area was, yeah not nothing like oh that's so crazy um and the last one does anyone have anything about the ending so i'm not take i don't want to take this is my do, last one okay ahead. no no i've already I've, that was my last one so i've already taken no this this is yours so you, and you well, did good behind the scenes i've really added one or two that i can you, touch on it Eric, go, go ahead, ahead. With it, though. you have for the ending right that they the audience hated the original ending and they changed it yep that, i think they re- originally held roy wally hostage either in his office or at home or something they, the they best- went to their home which is ironic because they basically just took it and that it wasn't supposed to be like and like they said they just recycled it for christmas vacation i thought it was a little silly that they're like hey if, we, if we're not sure because i didn't i don't really love the endings of either movie and it was like I, we're not really sure yeah. so we'll just have the SWAT team be involved and both of them kind of yeah. got pretty silly toward the end the ending but i did i did see what what you mentioned too was uh anthony michael hall like I okay. want to say they, they either had him like he grew a good bit yep. during filming. So they had him like him and Beverly D'Angelo. They tried to have him standing in certain ways where it wasn't obvious that he was taller or maybe you could just tell. And I think he improvised chugging the beer during oh. a scene with Chevy Chase. He improvised that. And I think Chevy Chase, like the sa- some of the sandwich dancing was was <laughs> improvised. And then uh, which I mean, that's that, you know, you can tell. But I, I think Chevy Chase sometimes he'll overdo some of the improv where it's not very funny. But I thought that that was that seemed very goofy and in character and i liked yeah, that was great that. and I, I liked it i think like in christmas vacation even though i love the movie i feel like sometimes he overdoes like some of the some of the facial expressions can be yeah. excessive and i think in like this and fletch are like perfect vehicles for chevy chase where like his brand of comedy is absolutely perfect uh where he's not overdoing it and i thought it was really funny and the only other thing i i wrote down for behind the scenes also if you don't mind me no i'm done one thing that i wrote down was that um they all most of the cast did get sick at the end when they were doing the roller coasters like anthony michael hall said that he wasn't really pretending you know like uh they added the thing with john candy but i think most of them were like dana Barron. i think was either taking motion sickness pills or um but most of them were genuinely getting uh, upset stomachs over like probably having to w- ride the roller coasters repeatedly but they did not yeah. have a good time doing that well, that's an additional one. I don't, I don't know if I wrote it somewhere else, but I did hear that is that I, I didn't actually hear about Anthony Michael Hall. I heard that Chevy Chase wasn't a big fan of roller coasters, especially like, which is the reason why most people like roller coasters is when you get to that top point, you know, the, the, the top of the roller coaster and you have that like that feeling of like looking straight down. He said he didn't like that. And Beverly D'Angelo apparently really didn't like them and that a lot of the shots were her, her stunt double uh, doing, huh. any of the, doing any of the rides. I mean, you can obviously tell some of the close-ups are her. And then I think the only thing I remember, I actually didn't write this down, was that the reason why Anthony Michael Hall was sitting, like there was a reason he was sitting where he was, is that because John Candy was a larger guy, he, no one else, like Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo, and apparently even Dana, I don't know how that is, because Michael, Anthony Michael in that scene was, you know, had gone through the growth spurt and was pretty tall. Apparently he was the only one that could really like sit next to him comfortably. So there was actually like a reason behind why they were in a certain spot. Um, but that's all I have. So yeah. Um, unless anyone else has anything else, we can kind of go our next, our next I had one more oh, go ahead, quick and not that go. interesting. Um, <laughs> I just, all right. I, it's just a funny way I, to introduce. I, yeah. That's how most of mine are. Um, oh, where is it now? oh, that the uh, movie apparently kind of was like at least a good part of what killed the station wagon, like fans, oh. like it, 
painted in a bad light, and that's kind of where minivans kind of started taking over. Don't sell yourself short, Eric. That was a pretty good one. Good, good job, Eric. That was that was, that, that, that was actually <laughs> the most interesting trivia I've heard in a long time. <laughs> I know we're no, that, that, that really was exaggerating, was but it actually was pretty. I didn't. I never heard that on anything. So it, if you think you hate it now, I usually drive it. The thing that, is, maybe like, that, that became their unofficial the slogan. Anytime I do like I Google it and click on a page. I like skip to the box because I'm like, well, they're gonna do this. They're gonna do this, and so I like. Try I know. I sometimes do dives do on some of them. I try so, not just to know. do IMDb trivia. I'll sometimes try to watch like some of the DVD stuff or try to like Google it because it's hard. I mean, the IMDb trivia most people probably know the first couple, but it's hard. And we've seen yeah. this movie. I've read the trivia for it for so long. I figured y'all know a lot of that. Well, yeah, a lot of these, as much no, as I knew the movie, and I'd actually watched that documentary before because it looked like it was probably from like 2003. Uh, like one of those e, e true Hollywood story type vibes. It was kind of it was like the fact that 2003, sorry, Brad, and us when you graduate, but like the fact that that like is almost nostalgic now and it's in its own, you're like, man, that was 2003 and it feels freaking old. Um, it's, it's okay. I'm aware of my age. It's all right. I um, mean, I mean, you know, we're only a few years behind you, so it's not, so, <laughs> there's no real teasing there, but um, <laughs> the first, the first notice, yeah, we have noticing wonderings and obviously with moves like this, we have some that like what, it, like what a kid watching it as a kid versus an adult. And especially with these, we might have like jokes that we didn't get as a kid. Um, could be a good one. But anyway, the first one I have is I was wondering, I never understood what was happening in the Pac-Man and the, the, the Pac-Man scene whenever he's showing them on their little uh, gaming console that they're like, he has the map. And then how do, how, what game, what, what technology is he using where Rusty can in, invade it with a character from a game? Like, am I an idiot? I'm in, or just ignorant? No, I don't, I don't know. I guess you know? just be, I think it was before our time. And we don't know how video games worked back then because we were we weren't playing the Pong and the yeah, I just Space know, Invaders I and Pac-Man something. games. So it, it might I have thought been it was Atari so maybe, but I don't know if that's even but, right. Well, I, I guess maybe, like, what was he using to do the map? And then like how was the map that's what I Pac-Man or Spider, Sp- you know, whatever the spider was. Was he somehow making it on one of the games and that's how Rusty was well, they yeah. were doing two, it was Pac-Man and the Space Invaders. The spider, so they were mixing multiple yeah. games. Yeah, so no, that's, I, awesome. that's a good noticing. I don't know the answer. So, so, yeah, I do think it's I do think it's pretty cool that we're we're like so. Forty years ago, how did they have the technology to yeah. cross? Because well, even like now, with all the technology we've had, know, if we pulled up a map of our trip, we're not going to just randomly bring yeah, in some I, other. Yeah, if, no, if I, know, I, I know. I was being serious. It's cool. Right. I don't know. I, don't, I never understood that either. Yeah, it's like if we're showing a map now, and Brad's or Brad or Charlie, his son, starts to like do Mario Kart or something like that, like during the map, like that. That's over like, the road. Over that'd the be map, cool. it's just like I understand which games are which. It's more like how are they meshing together, and how do like what uh-huh. like was there actually a map? Like, could you actually do what Clark was doing, or did they like adjust that? But either way, that looks like that'll be a mystery for the time being. Um, but we can kind of just get it's kind of a first come first serve on this one. So I I have a few more, but I've already done ones. We just kind of just. I'm erasing them as I go. So any noticings, wonderings, or else I would keep going. But. Uh, one thing I noticed, which this is, I mean, what, what I appreciated more about the movie, because again, we've seen it a bunch. You're trying to notice small things. What I liked more, and you mentioned that it was based on something that happened. John Hughes wrote the screenplay was based on real things that happened. But I really like seeing, even though Chevy Chase makes a bunch of jokes and like, he's obviously, he lies about little things. And a lot of them are really funny. It'll be uh he made a he made a crappy Wyatt Earp. He's wearing jogging shoes. Oh well, they did oh, you know yeah. they did they did they did that back then, Rusty or whatever. Like oh, that's all part of the experience. Like a lot of these things that he's saying, like yes, they're funny, and they're sarcastic. But like what I actually noticed was almost every time he's lying, 
even though you shouldn't lie. Yeah, duh. But like he he's lying because he just he wants so much for the vacation to be fun. Like it doesn't I'm not saying that it's way different than Christmas vacation, but like in in Fletch, even though that movie's hilarious, he's just lying because he's an a-hole and there's no reason. He's just he just doesn't care about other people. But I did notice that in this one, almost every time he's he's lying, it's because he's just trying so hard for the thing the sights that he shows his family to be fun and authentic and genuine and worth going out of the way for like he's trying to sell them on being excited to go see the second largest ball of twine or when they take when he takes them to that that place and the guy's not a great writer oh well you know they that, that's what they used to do or that's the real thing or yeah. um well i know this isn't great but here's the oh no well he's like trying to make everything better than it is and it's it, i'm not trying to say it to take away from how funny his delivery is because it's still hilarious but it just it struck me a little bit that he's not just lying for the sake of lying and he's not just doing it to be a dick he really is just like can this just be fun like he really it makes it it, it makes what i'll touch on a little bit later to me like it makes me like his character even though he's got a lot of faults because even though he does a lot of stupid things and a lot of selfish things he's still just like like for the love of god can this vacation please just be fun yeah. for my family he just wants everything yeah, to go well and, and I, I hadn't noticed that before like he does actually have a purpose of his exaggeration of how great things are versus just like you know bullshitting for no reason like there actually is or there is a purpose behind him trying to prop everything up and it just it just it still was hilarious but i was like oh i mean i see why he's doing that sure they didn't wear jogging shoes back then but he just wants everything to be to be better than it really is yeah well, there, I, there was definitely a, yeah so there was definitely like 10, 20% of the time that you start identifying with him as, even because we're obviously closer to Chevy Chase's age, I think he was probably like 40 in the movie, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Beverly Angela somehow, like, she was like 29. I'm like, oh, good, I'm older than her now. Like, she always seemed like a mom of, like, she's a mom. Oh. I mean, I know, like, that's a dumb thing to say because she's a mom, but, like, she's a mom of, like, teenagers, and she's been real life three years younger than me, and I'm like, so, you know, you just get to that point where so, so many of these characters that you, especially when we watch like Hitchcock and old movies where people dressed differently and like by right. the time they were like 18 or 19, you're like, oh, Grace Kelly was, you know, 23 or something. Um, but uh, anyway, but uh, we start to identify with Clark's character a little bit. Obviously, as Brad was saying, there's a good chunk that you're not, but there's oftentimes it's like, and just making stuff up just so if a kid, especially back then when Google didn't exist, if a kid asks you, if one of your kids asks you a question, your knee jerk is to kind of like, give a bs response or whatever um uh even though obviously we're not endorsing the idea of lying to your kids it's just like a funny idea of like as a dad back in 1982 when they were filming it um having this like oh that you don't want to be outsmarted by your kids so or you know whatever they kind of like whenever audrey corrects them on the the sod and mud thing with the uh i don't know if you remember that that quote where she he says something about how people made houses out of um out of mud and she was like no they made them out of sod he's like yep and when they ran out of sod they used mud or something like that he just like basically has to like he has to correct whatever they say because he's the grown-up it's funny and it's identifiable when you get older that you want to you know uh you don't want to be outsmarted sometimes and uh but it, but yeah I, I agree with what brad was saying but um but i have one wondering or uh well i guess we're kind of going to random order as long as everyone gets their uh gets their say um, mine is just a statement, just a noticing. It's not really, or whatever. It's not anything that needs to be that conversational. But uh, I remember as a kid and as an adult watching it, I just felt like the kids, it seemed really weird that they were too cool for some of the songs, but they thought the Wally World song, which is a, a, a incredibly goofy, that they were like, yeah. this is a cool song. But once they do, uh, you know, the next song or whatever, they start to put on their headphones and listen to Blitzkrieg pop. Um, 
and everything. It's, oh, that's again, nothing that needs to be, it's not a question posed. I do have a couple of questions on here, but that was more just like, it seemed inconsistent that like a 12, 13 year old, like, I feel like if, you, you know, in the eighties, especially they would just be like, oh, this is a stupid song. Let's listen to our music now. But they were like enthusiastically singing the Wally World song, but. It, I'll, I'll give you one. that. But I do think like at the time when we were around that age, if we were all singing it together, you would. You, you or, could maybe get into it. I mean, I, you're still right. But like when you're going maybe to it was a like a nostalgia park, thing when they were younger. Because it, it's just a, it's just maybe, a Mickey so Mouse like song, it. right? I think they had to give credit to Mickey Mouse because um, it's the same tune. Anyway, but I'm just saying like if you're going to, to Disney World, you, you, I could see people singing the Disney. So anyway, I, you're, I still agree with you, but I feel like it's not. I, thought, I, I noticed it too and thought it was a little goofy, but I'm like, eh, if you're going there and you're kind of being goofy and like your sibling who's around the same age, Y'all are both singing it. I, I didn't think it was all that bad. Like they're both singing it and being silly and they're excited to go. But yeah, I, I noticed that too and thought it was a little, a little strange, but I didn't think it was all that. It's a good notice. Well, no, that, no, that, I, that, I'm not that, arguing. That, I agree with them, but I think, I think the other siblings singing with them and then be, and them going to the park made it a little bit more. I mean, I think uh, it would have been better if they all sang three coins in a fountain, you know, that would have been the better song, but. Uh, yes, anyway. that's true. Yeah, um, it, it was, it was still weird. I noticed it too. Eric, do you have any noticing wonders? I have two, but I want to save one of them. It's not really even a wondering, but I just want to kind of save it to the end of this category. Whatever kind of go off. Um, but the, really the only other one I had, I, I don't know why I didn't have much. It's again, I think I was just because I didn't notice anything stood out to me necessarily this time, but mainly, and we've talked about this just in passing before that the St. Louis scene obviously didn't age well. And just also seemed very unnecessary. I feel like they could cut out the whole scene. Yeah. That's, I think we're all going to agree on that when it comes to strengths, weaknesses, but why does like you could yeah. just cut it out other than having the, the writing on the side of it and the tires like, but you could easily just cut that scene out and like, Oh, I did, it, it wouldn't yeah, I had, change I had, much. I had that one. Yeah. I had that one mentioned later on. And, and I mean, obviously at some point, John Hughes mentioned that he shouldn't have included that, but he did. And it's too bad because it is definitely not, is definitely not great. Um, I had one more, Austin, so it was up to you if you wanted the. I mean, it's not going to be the same thing because it was not. Um, this is what I was going to say, if you don't mind me going. No, I, have, is I, I think I think I think it's fun to see because like at the time you had Chevy Chase was a big star. Anthony Michael Hall was going to be a he, he's Anthony Michael Hall still shows up at enough that he's done well for himself, but he was obviously big in the eighties with the breakfast club and um, I can never, I think 16 candles and weird science and some other ones where he was like, and Edward Scissorhands anyway, but um, he probably has a bigger oh, network. Oh, yo, oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. All of the, I know what you did last summer cast. Right. But, but, but I, well, I was going to say, I think it's Ryan, funny to look. What's his name? Ryan something. Ryan Phillippe. I know I'm just kidding. I was just trying to get you something to say. <laughs> but, uh, but I, I think it's funny to think like at the time it was probably, Chevy Chase was clearly the biggest name. And then Anthony Michael Hall was about to take off. Beverly D'Angelo, I think, had been in a few things. But like now, like who's currently the biggest star is the car salesman from the beginning who yeah. I didn't – I don't think I knew who he was for the longest time. And then once I did, I'm like, oh, look, it's Jim's dad from American Pie. And then like as I look into it, I'm like, oh, Eugene Levy has been writing a lot of those Christopher Guest movies like Waiting for Guffman and uh, Best in Show. And like, I think he's an Academy Award nominee for original screenplay and like as an acclaimed mm -hmm. writer. And then of course now with uh, Shit's Creek, like he's he's like extremely successful working with his son. Like I, it's just funny to me that he has like been the most consistently successful and is now like the most successful of them, at least like yeah. as far as like being well-rounded. I just think it's fun to go back and watch that. And he's got such a small part. He is funny, his, his comic timing 
is good, but it's just fun to go back and see like 40 years ago, Eugene Levy just barely appears at the beginning. And plus we didn't see him for the longest time, which is also funny to notice that like, because of the, if y'all, I'm sure y'all remember where our VHS recording of it cut that part out because it like the recording didn't start until they're in the kitchen. So we didn't even, we didn't. Yeah. So, so for whatever reason, our recording started late. So we didn't even see Eugene Levy in the movie until I probably watched the, the regular R-rated version, like in college or something, was like, oh crap, yeah. look, it's it's Jim's Same. dad. So this, I mean, I knew he was in it, obviously more than just this this current watch of it, but it's fun to go back and see, like, wow, that guy ended up being a really big name. And uh, yeah. but yeah, at, at at the time, it would have been, I don't, you know, he probably had done some writing, and uh, obviously in the '90s he was still successful, but like now he's really taken off, or like he's in commercials now. He's a borderline arguably a list certainly a big enough name and and more successful than the rest of them um yeah. so i think that's kind of fun to see him take off and and seemingly a very very likable person but i think that's fun yeah, to see that, him that'll be unofficially called like the johnny galecki award because of yeah it's always it's always sunny oh, god uh, uh i know we did last summer i know and that's why i'm like i can't make fun of you now i just did it but uh of like yeah the fact that johnny galecki was was had four huge stars around him and now he's the most I don't know if he's the most famous, famous, but like he's the most successful. But um, yeah, but yeah, I had a, I have a few notes. So yeah, Eugene Levy in that first scene, I, I didn't notice until I had the subtitles on. But he calls, uh, he calls Rusty. Did anyone catch what he called Rusty? Like as a wrong name? I mean, he kind of says, "Oh, uh, yeah, I, I don't remember. I remember him calling him the wrong name, but I don't remember what it was. No, uh, it was Ruben." It was like, oh, hey, oh, okay. Rusty corrects them too. He's like, you know, it's Rusty or whatever. And then he says, he says, uh, Clyde to 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 Clark, and both of them weren't like, I'm not saying because they were necessarily funny. It was more just like they, it was so understated that I didn't notice until you're like watching it without any distractions besides my you know laptop where I'm taking notes. But um, I'll try to go through these somewhat fast, but also give room for conversation too. But I know I I did do a lot of uh, a lot a lot of note taking on this one. Um, basically to sum, sum up some of the note, the kid versus an adult is maybe like all of you, but maybe I was just especially naive. I did not get the, the marijuana jokes for the longest time. So I did not know, I did not know what was in Vicky's box. Like you would see this green stuff and I'm like, okay, was it like they're plants? I don't get what she's so happy about. <laughs> um, and then the one I knew, obviously in the last like, t- you know, 10, 20 years, I've, I've, I've known it, but not as a little kid. Um, but then whenever they, whenever, uh, they're standing outside the wagon, Russ and uh, Russ and Audrey don't want to get into the car. They're standing next to the door because they don't want to sit next to Edna. Uh, when Russ tries to blackmail her, by he kind of does a, a a pot smoking like um, hand gesture, like yeah, his, yeah, uh, because he's gonna you know tell on her. Um, I never noticed that even when I obviously knew that she was she had pot on her. And then the last thing again is as a kid, I was always like, why does she want Aunt Edna to hold on to her purse? Like what well, you know, whenever the car, whenever the pot, cop pulls her over. Um, yeah. so it was just basically a summarize. It was just, I didn't get, I didn't get the, it, it, the... It, I'll, I'll defend you though. We, we had the edited version on VHS, so I don't, it didn't show they, they didn't show the shower scene with Beverly D'Angelo yes, and they yeah. did, they didn't, they wouldn't have, I think they cut out their conversation with the magazines and then, oh, uh, the, I don't, I don't think they mm-hmm. would have shown her show like the like all the weed and the little box that's why that's why I, I, maybe um, they didn't maybe they just maybe, they, they might have but i, I mean I, they showed it? i well I I, so green. going back to her hold my purse i didn't know the reason for that even though i knew she had weed on her i didn't oh. make that connection until right this second I they thought she was being overly dramatic and like hold my purse so I can slide down the chair. I'm like, what? Yeah. I had never oh. understood 
why she did that. So it was no. kind of I, I might be maybe it showed I wish she just, had him because I remember it, she hands him to her and she puts him in her purse. I just never I forgot. Maybe about it might have just gone over my head too. And then um, she's smoking it at the pool and she's talking about like, but oh, she never probably, does. Probably, she's I know, but remember. she's trying to, and he's like, You yeah, were, I yeah. thought she was smoking a cigarette the whole like I again I just I mean this time I knew that. But up until then, I just kind of assumed she had a cigarette for whatever Because the editing, so. the editing yeah, was good cool. enough, just like you said. If you see that scene, she could just be trying to slide down, and she's nervous about her personal stuff. And then, like, you don't even know how to inhale. I, that could be cigarettes also, not just marijuana cigarettes. marijuana George, like a cigarette. George Michael was uh, – but, yeah, I, again, enough of it was edited out that not not all that made sense. But you're, you might be right, Austin, that it just we just didn't – we didn't catch it, so maybe this, that was yeah. It. The next, the next. No, one is- most of that was edited out. I didn't know there was so much nudity in the movie until I probably watched it in college or it, later because we always watch the same recording. Just the one scene, right? It was just the quick psycho joke scene in the shower. No, at at the pool no. it shows her again. The when pool she goes back it out. shows her in one of the times they're in. Austin, the bed, did you watch our old VHS this time? Oh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> rated, it's rated. It's rated. It's rated R. I must have been taking. Did you watch a kids I've- version? <laughs> it, she showed her. It showed. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot she I jumped think three times. Hole. It probably showed her. Oh, okay. it wasn't like in your face, but it was. There it was, was a few. There's one scene where she's wearing a, a nightgown thing, but it's. But that's right undone. after the shower scene. Yeah, but but that but, yeah, it's undone. So it's showing it every I, now and then. Then the pool yeah. definitely shows her. So the pool, yeah, I must have been taking notes because I actually forgot that they went back down as a couple. I was thinking like I was like oh. just thinking about uh, Chevy Chase and a. Uh, uh, mm, What's her name? Bea Brinkley, Christina Christine, 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 Christine Brinkley. Christy. Christy. We'll get there. Christy. I, I wanted I want, I want, I want to, like, like to make him think of it just because I was like, Christy, Christy, yeah, Christy Brinkley. Um, <laughs> I'm just I, kidding. I, I, okay. This is where I am. Am I an idiot or is this something that just no one noticed? But I, whenever they're leaving before he hands Clark the white shoes and everything, Edna is giving a hug to Eddie and says, my baby or something like that. And I just, after all these years, made the connection that Edna is Eddie's mom and that they have very similar names. I don't know why I just, you know, did everyone, did all of you know that, like, I, I guess I, maybe I thought Edna was related to one of, like, the other side. I was never, I never connected Eddie, Edna, both having Ed in their name. I always thought. They were mom and well, son. They've got to be. Yeah, I, I guess I always thought Aunt Edna, but. Helen is related to Kathy, right? There's, or no? I think they're sisters. Yeah, I think I think is wait no, not sisters. And then cousin. No, it's just her cousin. Cousin, her cousin oh. Catherine, who married Eddie. So really, they don't so have Eddie's a cousin through marriage. And that's, that's so Edna's not actually related to them at all. Then so it yeah. makes it so much worse for Clark that he's got to drive Edna, who's so mean to him. Yeah, I'd be saying no at that point, honestly. But, but okay, but I mean, there's, he's like barely also, related. Also, they act to like Edna. she's like some ninety-year-old grandmother, and she's just an aunt. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I, mean, I guess they are adults. Now, they're but so you think Eddie and Clark, and they're all probably in their forties. So that means she'd probably be like mid sixties. But they act like she's like ninety. But did I think they up, didn't they? Maybe not. I don't know. It might I have. Thought been they, I, thought, I thought they were trying to make her pass as being older than like the actress was. Probably. I mean, but, I, I don't. Know. But if thirty seconds ago but she was I, using a walker. Yeah, they made her look pretty old. But uh, that's what I'm saying. I th- I think they were trying to. I don't think she. I don't think. Uh, what's it, uh, um, she was getting social, social security imaging, checks. Imaging. That's what I'm saying. I, th- I think all of that was, I think, I don't think the actor playing Aunt Edna was really 80 or whatever they were. Tr- I think they were making oh. her seem older than the, anyway, I don't know. I could be wrong oh. with that. Okay. Um, the <laughs> only other thing I was going to mention 
if you don't, oh, sorry, if you weren't right. done, go ahead. I didn't no, mean to interrupt. Ahead. I just, no, I, I noticed this too. Cause I remember I'd seen this guy's name. Did y'all, did y'all know who the guy, uh, Mickey Jones, he was, he was the mechanic that one of the mechanics that ripped him off the guy with the beard. Um, he's not from, the super uh, skinny guy, but is it, the guy with the in beard. a lot of this, home improvement episodes. Oh, was he? Okay. I, I've, I've yeah. seen home. That's, improvement I, that, that does not make him famous, but I definitely recognize. Well, he, he, he is just not as an actor. He was a, he, he was a drummer for, uh, oh, let me make sure I get the right. So I don't say the wrong, uh, Johnny rivers, Kenny Rogers. And he also was the drummer on, uh, Bob Dylan's like infamous tour when he, when he turned, when he went electric, but he's got like oh. 17 gold records, like very, very successful drummer. But like, I would say kid, like, Kenny, like Kenny Rogers would obviously like when Dylan was had was doing folk music for so long and then went electric, he was the drummer. So like a, a very famous mm -hmm. moments in rock history and with, with some very big name musicians, but. Um, that makes like sense, he's, sense he's, too. I know y'all. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, okay. no. That's all I was going to say was like, he's definitely better known for that. But I, I feel like I've seen him in a few movies here and there. I think he might've been in. Uh, he's Rebo done. Man. He I did so. Back in that time of home improvement, I feel like he he latched on and did a few other. He I know y'all don't watch that show that much, but we went through a a kick of it like a few months back and watched it like a lot of most of it honestly. Mm -hmm. And I never liked the episodes even when we were kids. Whenever they were on tool time and they'd bring on these like rednecky construction guys and they would play their band, but it was like playing like a washboard and paint drums. And the the bearded guy was always the drummer, so it makes sense. Oh, all, all yeah. you're saying is not surprising. I mean, it's surprising that he was like good and with famous people, but he clearly had a musical background because it seemed like every episode he was on in Home Improvement, somehow music would get involved in it. I never liked him growing up or now because I'm oh. like, this is like, I don't want to watch this. I want to watch him. I want to watch. He was, not, he was not in Repo Man. I was way off on that. It but he like was in. Know. He was in Total Recall, Star Man. Oh, Star Man. So there was something with man in it. I, 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 that, that makes me feel a little less embarrassed. But anyway, but yeah, he, he was in a he was in a few things. So he was at least well known and did a few. So like the he was in Vacation, Star Man, Total Recall, and Sling Blade. So it was kind of funny that like for a guy who's a drummer who didn't do a lot of acting, he showed up in some famous like acclaimed movies, even though he's not an actor. So even though they were bit parts, he's got a pretty good top four. So anyway, but I remember like enough yeah. that I've seen all of those and like had a copy of them at some point. I know he wasn't an overboard, but it feels like he should have been an overboard, that guy. But yeah, um, he could easily been one of his friends. friends. I know, and same thing. I don't know who I'm thinking of from Repo Man, but like Repo Man, there was definitely some guys, kind of the same thing. There were some guys that were like that, that were they were like kind of like the hillbilly or whatever. Like, I, I oh, he was in a workaholics episode too. I knew he was in something else. Okay, yeah. I mean, he had a pretty good acting career. I mean, he did play similar, but he definitely like his yeah. successful career was he as a drummer. Job. Yeah, he's he was fine. He was. I mean, he was. I mean, even even in vacation, like I mean, he's he's playing an a hole, but like he's he's funny and the scene that he's in, like he was he's fine. He just he stayed in his lane. But it's just funny to me, like seventeen gold records and like touring with bob dylan and like it's just he 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 was extremely successful as a musician but you're still behind you know you're still not in the spotlight as much as the bigger name it's just it's just obviously he was very talented and then mm -hmm. made his mark as an actor too because he picked his projects pretty well but anyway but, yeah so, so bottom, bottom line is if, if i'd asked you guys five minutes ago who aunt edna was you would have been like oh is eddie's mom or was that like I just didn't know if I wouldn't have known. Oh, no, I probably would have. Because I mean, I just she's Aunt Edna. So like, I don't I I mean, I'm not downplaying the fact that you figured out because that is cool. I just always think same thing with Eddie. Even I'm, I'm always have to think like, OK, hold on. Catherine is sisters with like, I don't I don't connect. No, no, I wasn't trying to say I found more of this. I didn't know how 
I didn't know if it was something that like, oh wow, I'm just noticing and most common knowledge. But no, was, that's she, that's a that's a. She that's clearly a good shows favoritism toward him, but I still wouldn't have known the answer. It's only because like she now looking back, she's. But she could have been Kathy's mom, and then the way you think well, she wouldn't like it's not it. It's not hundred percent. So. She didn't say by Eddie. My, uh, my I think son. it's probably no. But she says bye, baby, and she says he says something about keep sending me though. He's he says like, will you send yeah, me those social security checks yeah, or whatever? After after she right. says I love you or whatever, he's like, be sure to send those checks. But that's one of my quotes too. But um, uh, but anyway, so yeah, she was almost seventy four. Uh, Imogen oh. also had a severe fear of road travel that like almost where she didn't do the movie because she had had like a traumatizing experience like an accident as a kid or something and they thought when she signed up for it they would probably be doing like fake travel where you know you have the green screen or whatever but it was like hey good for her for going through that even though she ended up having a stroke but like braving through it when you have a traumatic uh fear of uh road travel specifically but uh another another noticing was that at the desert gas station uh the desert gas station sign said sorry dot 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 we are open I'm guessing that's supposed to be like a little funny Easter. I don't know, like behind. I don't oh. know, because obviously you should say sorry, we are closed. So that's I mean, no, but I, I mean, I'm. I, I think know. a lot so, of places do that kind of thing just to be sorry. We are. Oh, just to try to be funny. Yeah, I'm saying just to be goofy. I don't think it was. Yeah, I, I think places do that kind of thing just to be silly. Okay, um, and then <laughs> another de another desert scene. Yeah, thank you, Eric. Um, uh, another desert scene uh, was. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it's funny. I'm just saying people are. It's funny. Um, it's funny. No, I'm not saying <laughs> it is. I'm just, that, that's the Am goal. Am I being funny now? Um, <laughs> uh, Seinfeld there, but uh, but whenever whenever they're coming back, uh, whenever uh, whenever Clark comes with the you know uh, comes from the desert with the pants on his head and the the, the family's waiting for him, is did I miss her? Was Aunt Edna was not with them at that time, right? I feel like I didn't see her whenever they all uh, like, they all crowd him and they hug him. They probably left her in the car. And I'm about to say she's she's sitting she's sitting in the car. She's sitting in the car when the car was being. Repaired. I I know that. Yeah, I think that the be actor funny was probably was not in sitting yeah, in the I car, know, but I think in the movie's reality, she sits in the car and waits a lot when when Ellen says she's going to split her lip or whatever. I know that a lot of times she just sits in the car because she's older. So oh, I feel I, like that's I, okay. Plus, she doesn't care about Clark. She, you know, she 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 doesn't care. She's a, so she's yeah, she's asleep. She's not she's not going to await his arrival. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and she's not going to anticipate it eagerly. So I, okay, I don't I mind don't, her not being there. No, it wasn't a mistake. Just a noticing of like she wasn't with yeah, the, yeah. the group. And I'm wondering. I don't know this for sure, but I'm wondering because she did have a stroke. I wonder if they filmed it when she was in the hospital for a day or two, whenever however long it was that she actually did Could have be. a stroke. But all right, now the last few things are just quick questions. Um, so what do you guys think? Do you th or did did Clark like Eddie's white shoes or not? Because when he first gives him the white shoes, he says, no. "Oh, you really shouldn't have." But then when he dresses up to impress, like to go out to impress, I know he didn't know he was going to meet Chris, uh, Chrissy Brink, Chris, Chrissy, Chrissy Brinkley. Chrissy, I, I know I keep wanting to say Chrissy. Just say, Brinkley. just say the red, the red car, the red car woman. I feel like every episode we're going to have at least one name that one of us is not going to know well. Hopefully, we don't have any more challenging ones like Christy. Yeah, Christy Brinkley. Um, <laughs> Brinkley. But I know, I know he did. I know he wasn't expecting to meet her, but he he seemed like he was trying to dress up a little bit. And he wore the shoes, unless he just didn't have other shoes. I I thought maybe those were mixed signals of does he think they're fancy? Because he definitely didn't like them at first, but now he's wearing them out on the town when he's mad at his wife and like seemingly he's going around hitting on women. Like you know, I think it was more as a joke. 
He definitely hated. He definitely did not like uh, them. I think technically they are fancier than probably anything he brought with them. That that's yeah. So he that's probably what I think it them. is. Oh, yeah. I think he, he disliked them, which is why he's like, oh, you really shouldn't have. But then he also he's going out, and that's the, that's the that's that's those are the those are the best shoes he's got. So I don't even know what he's wearing. Like the um, what are those like Sperry boat shoes? It's not the same. Yeah. I mean, I think it was. Right I think it was an. Ex- it was an excuse Something to bring him back. Casual. Yes, it was an excuse yeah, to bring sure. him back because it was funny from earlier. But like, I don't think he's like. You know what? These actually are pretty cool. Like, it, it was just. It was goofy, yeah, he but he not, did not he did like, not like them. them. Eddie did not have good taste, and they were they were silly. Just like when he wears the little the what is it called the Dickies or the whatever Dicky or Dicky. I don't remember if it's plural or not. I can't remember now. Is it Dicky? I don't know. I think it's just a Dicky. Oh, I, maybe, maybe I was envisioning a closet full of them. No, I, I just uh, said it wrong. <laughs> I, I have two more questions. And they're kind of flip side of each other. So and you don't have to have, have an answer. I don't even know if I have an answer for my own question, but was there a funny moment watching as an adult that you didn't get as a kid? And if so, what was it? I mean, it might not have any, because I don't know if I have one off the top of my head. Oh. Uh, not not funny. The, I, I would say the one line that I noticed, um, because obviously there's the scene in uh in st louis that's not a fit that that's not great i also noticed that did y'all notice that the guy from home alone the uh, uh roy wally said another racist comment when he was getting out of the car well this is yeah. like, oh yeah like, like were they arabs or something i, like I didn't know i didn't yeah. notice that until now which i mean again i don't know i don't think that was the movie being racist i think that was an old man making an assumption that was wrong so i don't think that was necessarily like i didn't think that and go Whoa. i thought we're gonna like, make this rich old white guy be racist i thought it was a rich old guy being racist but it still stuck out as like a ooh, uh uh-oh because like because he he sees it's a white family and he's like oh it's not a it's not as big of a deal you know i don't know yeah maybe maybe i'm so suburban like but probably just like obviously it wasn't what he was imagining because he had a narrow view of when he hears the word terrorist and he's like oh you know this fam this american quote-unquote family so maybe like you know not not to get anything like deeper on it, but it's like I noticed that a couple of lines like Brad was saying, like they're obviously St. Louis as a whole was just not a great scene. But then that one, I'm like, oh, I think I remember that. But I now that we're taking the, notes, the, yeah. the St. Louis one though was like it's not that I was looking to excuse it. It was more like I whenever I've watched it more recently, I just I was hoping it wasn't as bad as I remembered, but but it was because it was just it, it's there's there was no reason for it. It's not not that it would it wouldn't be okay if it was funny. I'm not saying that either, but like. It wasn't funny on top of also just being offensive. Well, according, like there's there's not any redeeming. According to the documentary, which I'm taking as possible revisionist history because they realize that it didn't age well and they're trying to like get, you know, uh, save face a little bit or whatever. But they, one of the writers was saying that the intent was to make fun of the prejudice of, or uh, make fun of the ignorance of the, of the white suburban family but it just didn't come off that way that the intent was that he was supposed to be like the joke is on the family for being, you know, kind of in their own bubble and ignorant, but it just didn't work. I'm like, maybe that that was the intent or maybe it wasn't and they realized it didn't age well. So they're like, again, I don't know if that was actually just them trying to again clean up a mess or if that really was, oh, remember how the joke was supposed to be this? Like, is again, like, it's always sunny. Like certain people with certain jokes, like it's always sunny. If the joke is, if the the spotlight is is shining on the wrong person, then it it completely changes like who you're laughing at. If you're laughing at the person making it it, and or- Right, and you're you're laughing at, you are laughing at Clark. Clark is being stupid. And out of his own. You know, but, but but the people, but you know, but the people in downtown are also like, stealing stuff from them and yeah i mean so it's not 
it's, it reinforced stereotypes and didn't uh, bring right. them to the table. So it wasn't as bad as something in the 80s could be or 70s, like with it when it comes to bad comedy. But that's also not giving them like a pat on the back for saying you weren't as outdated. But like, you know, it, but thankfully there were no, I don't remember there being any like sort of like slurs or anything. In the, in the no, it wasn't. I mean, again, it, 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 I'm not going to defend it by any means because there's not, it just, it, and like I said, and please, I hope that didn't come out of context as like, oh, if it had been funny, it would have been okay. I'm just saying no, there no. wasn't even redeeming because I feel like sometimes it's like the comedy will push the envelope a little bit and it'll be like, wow, that was, that, that wasn't great. But man, they really, this was like, it just felt like there, there was no reason for it. It was, it was offensive well, and it really didn't said, serve yeah. any purpose. It wasn't even like yeah. they're, they're making fun of this and this and this, but it was kind of making fun of everybody and offensive toward everybody. It was just like, it, it, it was, it was, it was an offensive scene that didn't really serve any purpose and didn't serve the plot. It just didn't, it didn't really do anything effectively. And that's what I feel like made it even worse. And I, I sure it's good that they later came out and said, I'm glad, you know, no, I'm not, I'm glad. I wish that we had left that out, but um, it's just too bad because I love the movie so much. And that part is almost like, do I skip it? No, because I feel like that's something where I don't like that. I don't want books to be banned. Not want movies to have content taken out. Like it's, it, it happened. It was a, it's a movie and it, it can be a conversation piece. Um, but it is one that I'm like, whenever I watch it, I'm like, ah, oh, this is just, this part's not. Well, it sounds like Great. I'm hearing the second or whatever third hand probably because it was someone that worked with John Hughes saying that John Hughes like knew that that was like a weak spot he didn't know how to write for black characters, which is one thing. But if that if that is the case, if he did write that part in the screenplay, if you don't write well for a diverse group of characters, then don't try to, and then also right. do the, the lowest common denominator. I but know. it sounds like they at least owned up to it a, a bit on it. But yeah, I wish it wasn't in it as all. Like Eric said, it didn't serve a purpose. And, uh, but yeah, I was going to note on that later for weaknesses, but I think we all acknowledge when we get to weaknesses that that was a weak spot or just a whole scene that they could have just eliminated. Um, but I have one more question, which was kind of the, the opposite of the last one, which was, what, was there a moment that any of you loved as a kid that kind of were like, oh, it's really not that funny when I got older, like, you know, kind of like how we all liked Kramer growing up and he's still funny on Seinfeld, but like, you know, now we're uh, George more than the physical comedy. That's a good example. Kramer's still funny, but a lot, some of the physical stuff isn't as funny as it used to be um i mean with this i don't know with this most of stuff i would say because this isn't as most of the movie isn't as over the top with the with the goofy comedy i would say actually and i'll mention this again later too because it was one of my eh, i I didn't think i love john candy i didn't really like his character in it he was like doing a he was doing like a silly voice and like a silly face like a he was doing like you know like it was crunching face like a yeah it was too put on for me yeah. and like I think I thought it was really funny when I was younger and that watching now it was just like I was like man he's so great but not when it's like I almost felt like he would do a take and they'd be like nope nope do it up more, more. Ham it yeah. up more Apparently and more I, I did not I did I did not think yeah it was thank you that was the word I was looking for holy cow um I did not think John Candy was very funny uh, apart from maybe a couple of lines or like the I threw up this one time I felt like a lot of that stuff was like oh man we landed John Candy let's write something in real fast and then have him do this goofy well that's kind of depiction. what it was like as Eric pointed out earlier with the the reshoots like they got John Candy on once they like just for the reshoots it was like they were going to have him on oh um, I didn't know that so like so like yeah he was only he wasn't that explains part a lot. of the plan but apparently it was I don't know if it was SCTV and uh, but basically like a Canadian SNL for those who don't know I think it, might, it was either that or something like that some sort of comedy bit that John Candy had already established that he did a character that was kind of that kind of goody two shoe note like whatever and he did Not that his best he did his lips like that yeah. and all that and actually that yeah so they asked they actually 
asked him to do that. Requested character. him doing that. Yeah, do that character. And I, but I agree that it, 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 I like I didn't think about it when I watched it, but now they pointed out, I'm like, yeah, I guess I didn't really laugh at really anything he said besides yeah. besides whenever beaver d'angelo says we don't like we, we're not a violent family or whatever we don't own a gun like the way he reacts to her like saying it he's like i don't know i can't do it over a podcast he has his funny moments in it yes. it's no th- there are still character there- of making the face and the way he talked but he still has funny moments within the scene of him calling clark out for the bb gun and that that part was funny um, when he was like, "He can't even break skin and all that." It's funny, but, but I just Mr. Grizzle instead of Griswold. Yeah, yeah, he I had that. moments that were I, I'd say are funny, but overall it was it was definitely over the top. But I don't know if I found that funny when I was a kid. See, I, th- I think as a kid, I I, I, thought, I thought it was pretty funny. maybe just because I like John Candy, but I don't remember. I it, again, we'll touch on this longer, but I feel like we all kind of made it obvious that we're going to bring up the ending as possibly a weakness or whatever. I, I, I feel like even as a kid, I was always kind of like, eh. once they got there, I was kind of like, all right, the fun's over. Like, it's not that like I could I could be done with the movie now. So yeah. I um, he was never like, oh, that's that when you're like name a scene quickly of that movie. I'm not going to name John Candy or a character, I should say, or a scene. I'm not yeah. going to bring up John Candy, yeah. even even as a kid, I from what I remember. Um, but I've been watching this movie pretty frequently my whole life. So I know I'll watch it almost, almost watch it every I year. Probably almost good. yearly, almost like it really, I watch it often. It's, so. a summer, it's just such a good summer movie. Start of summer. Watch yep. it. Brad, Brad, so. what do you think the theme or message of this movie is? Hold on, I actually had one thing. Oh. Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. My mine is also along the theme of Austin, though, of the questions. And I thought this was going to be a good one. Unless I missed something. I, my initial question was going to be, favorite side attraction but i think only two are mentioned so i was going to pivot and just be like any other side attractions that do exist that you'd actually have interest in going to like ball of twine or house of mud or the car hinge There's the second the second some, largest ball of twine get it right second ball um, yeah I that, that does make it the second um, largest ball. Of we're twine. only correcting you because you know that makes it better that it's not. I had it written down. I promise I had it written down. <laughs> well, I think we all agree that that's first. The House of Mud, second largest ball of twine. If that's a real thing, I don't know if that's a and, real and thing. it's like three hours out of the way. <laughs> then you have Car Hinge, like the Cadillac something, Cadillac Ranch, the largest th- or tallest thermometer. There's a bunch of stuff <laughs> like that. So I didn't know. Yeah, hey, oh, yeah, I thought there's like five mentioned in the movie. And then I started writing them down as we went along. And those are the only two they mentioned. I'm pretty sure we're. Second largest ball of twine. And well, because Ellen mentions one when she's making fun of him, right? But I think she just says, Oh, you're counting one of those. Again? Okay. Maybe no, I think no. A, he definitely like, oh, you'll, you'll probably hold up at McDonald's and take his four out of the way to see the world's largest ball of mud. But maybe that maybe that's what she's oh, ball of mud. But they talk about the house of mud as well. So she probably just combined. Oh, she the might ball say house of mud. I'm just saying. I don't know. If I don't know what she said. I was. I don't know if that was previously just, mentioned or not. She's just making I thought fun there was of the, be way of the... more side, like roadside oh. attractions. I think is what they're called. I thought there'd be more mentions of what would be a your favorite, like funny wise, or that you would actually oh. stop and see. And then there were only two, so I pivoted and it was like, were there any side attractions that y'all would actually go if you were traveling twelve hours across the country and there was a side attraction? Would there be anything that would actually get y'all's attention? I think the funniest would be obviously the ball, the second largest ball of twine. But I've unless I don't know if that's real. I was like, I'm just saying in this world, in the world of if we, yeah, if, if there's a, a there is a real ball, the largest ball of twine is a real one. So you'd probably do that. I, I'm pretty enough. sure he says house of mud because doesn't this might be someone's quote, but I think he says personally, I'd rather see a house of mud than Eddie or something. Your brother, <laughs> your brother see your cousin. 
Oh, okay. okay. My, my bad for messing up the quote. But I, I, I remember him saying something about, I'd rather see a house in mud than your well, cousin. He does. Yeah. And then he, then he mumbles. And just after he says that, it's like, but if you'd rather see your cousin. Um, but uh, but I, I guess I'll let Brad go because I have a couple. But we, I've gone to a couple of the side attractions that they've gone House of Mud is a real thing. Okay. Oh. Well, I'm, I guess I'll make it quick and say, well, Eric and I, I think. To, Eric and I have been to the St. Louis Arch. So we've done that, even though I know that technically. That's not a side attraction. That's a legit thing. Oh, oh yeah, you did. Which, that, yeah, that, I, well, that's what, but that's why. That, okay, funny, that's a fair that's a point, real, though. That's not that's on okay. purpose, though, right? That's a real thing, and they don't go. They like, don't they, go to that one. But well, that yeah, that, that's they pass cool right by thing. it. I haven't gone yes. in, but I I passed by it. Um, uh, but I think I, I, I thought they showed that on purpose for them to be all excited. Can we go up, Dad? No, no. But then we'll go three hours out of the way to a second largest ball one. You're right. That's a good point. That was probably one of the few things where I felt like Clark made a, a genuine error because I think overall he was pretty flexible. Like the, he wants to go see the mud and the twine, and they're like, "No, all right." If you Plus, they miss ended it, up in St. Louis anyways. They should have just gone by the arch after that. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. I think he did pretty well yeah. otherwise, but like they should have seen the arch. <clears throat> like he go he goes to see Eddie, even though you know he doesn't want to do that, and he and he drives Edna. And he gives him five hundred dollars too. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, but, and, then, and, then, and then and then Ellen's giving him grief about it late. I don't know. I, I'm just saying I, Clark does a lot of horrible things, but I'm like, he really isn't. I'm not saying he's better than I remember. It was more like he does some nicer things than I remember. And I think his overall he's your attitude typical, is like, better. yeah, he's your. I just I don't like the Christy Brinkley, the, the Brinkley people, subplot. The what yeah. subplot? The Claude Blenheim subplot. <laughs> the Chris, Chris, Chris. Uh... Christy oh, Brinkley. <laughs> I got it now. Now everyone made Anyways, fun of me. I was like, I so that's basically that's really all I had. It wasn't gonna be. As, I thought it was gonna be way more of a talking point because I thought there were gonna be well, more. I, no, now that within the movie. It, yeah, once you specified it to side attraction, I wasn't thinking you meant anything that they like saw. So like goofy thinking, things. Those things do exist. The tallest thermometer is a real thing. Car hinge, like Stonehenge, but cars in the ground is a real thing. Like those are real weird side attractions that are in like the flyover states of America that people go see. Because you're in the middle of nowhere, and they're like, "Well, might as well check it out." It's like those, those, a lot of those do exist. That's why I think it's funny that he's bringing them up. I mean, it's obviously funny anyways that he's bringing them up, but it's not like they're just like, "Let's make up some random things." Those are real-ish things that you can see driving across the country. Yeah, I'm trying to think what I would want to see if it's like a small, like side roadside attraction. Um, I mean, none of them really. Yeah. I feel like that. I don't know if this one was actually make the list, but remember in. I don't if just south of Hattiesburg, there's like that really large rocking chair at that furniture yeah, that store. Was, that was cool. But was it actually like the largest rocking chair in the world? I don't think it was, but it was still cool. Probably not. Just just like most of those places don't really have the world's best cup of coffee, despite what Buddy the Elf True. thinks. That was very True. sweet of him, though, to congratulate them. Yeah. Um. But no, I, I yeah, I don't. I have to think about that one when it comes to the small attractions because like uh, the Dodge City, like I don't know if it's actually. I'm guessing it's probably as touristy as they if said if that counts i would definitely pick that one because that did look fun of going to like some yeah, that, western that, town that did and i i kind of this kind of the, a similar thing the camp comfort thing ended up kind of being a bus but that that sounded fun like you oh, have the, ten, the, the right the, the tents counts. looked fun like like how, like you know oh, oh, wow i really almost said it. i'm sure their website oh, holy crap but like they they you know they advertise like the pool on their brochures probably the pool looks nice and like the tents like, I mean, really, what was the main problem was the dog that they that they had to take was Aunt Edna's dog that was 
that was uh and the price 37 dollars back in 1982 that's like oh, oh i guess it's only like 12 a tent which isn't terrible actually but yeah but like for a even, even though Bill Murray's brother said bones. that they were really nice tents, they it, it's still a good bit. But like I was just saying, that seemed like a fun idea. Like they're and plus they even show a shot of him where it looks like a pretty nice setup. I just mean a lot of the things that he was that they were doing ended up being a bust. But like his actual plan for the trip is not that bad. That's what I mean. Yes, the mud and the twine, that's silly. But they don't end up doing it. Camp Comfort should have been a good idea and like the price is too high but like that that sounds fun you're camping and then there's a pool and you're and the, the nature the scenic fun like yeah they end up kind of getting bait and switched but like that that was a good idea in principle and the uh Wyatt Earp or whatever the Dodge City like that sounds fun like a lot of things he were that he was doing I just it was more like I don't feel necessarily bad for Clark because he does a lot of selfish a-hole things but it really was a pretty cool like he had his little trip planned out pretty well or like they had some fun stops along the way to some of them ended up not panning out well but it wasn't they were always... being very negative about it i know i know that's that's out. that's why i like when he stops the car yeah, and he does I'm his whole you. i'm with you and he, not, and he does his whole he rant his calls, i'm like i kind of get it like everything is everything worked hard to make a fun trip for them and they were kind of shitting on it from the beginning yeah they were like so, i wanted to go to he, hawaii he definitely has his flaws in it but he was trying to plan this really. That, that's what I mean. That that's that was. I know that was what I said earlier. Yeah, that I'm was like you. a long. What I say, like I appreciated more of like the planning and and his attempt at execution of the whole trip. And like, yes, I know they're teenagers, but like even Ellen sometimes, I think she tries harder. And that's why I'll tell you what one of my scenes was that I really appreciated. But like Clark really did put a lot of effort into that. And like even trying to drive versus fly, he really did. You know, he he works hard. He's trying to make the the trip fun for them and it just doesn't go well but it was very it was just more it was more grounded i think a lot of the stuff that happened um which is again why the ending i was like it was so close but well if eric will allow me to vote for camp comfort i don't know if that counts counts as a side thing but the fact again i can pat myself on the back i've been there before but like i've I've seen the area too it's a very nice like quiet like scenic little town and there is like a, a nice like decent river right behind the tent still like whenever we're driving down the highway, you could see it the whole time. So like, I feel like it would be a nice, like peaceful place to like spend a single night, maybe not in a tent, but again, there is like an actual, like little, like some cabins that, that are hopefully like have some more uh, amenities than just uh, for a few, a few walls and a, and a door that dogs can get through when you're trying to have some, uh, some moments with your significant that, other, but um, that, that wasn't Clark's fault. That was, will, that was, will, that, that was, will. I will allow what? that answer. All right, so Eric will allow it. Okay, we do need to go to theme and Brad, Brad, and then Eric, then I'll end with any sort of theme or message to vacation. Uh, I just said communication, which they eventually get around to, but I felt like a lot of it was, they're, they're complaining a lot, but like, I felt like Clark laid out the, the plan pretty well, but also it just seemed like a lot of it was, did y'all not expect this to come along? Like, y'all didn't know that y'all were driving it. And like, a lot of it was just... Oh, I know it was back in the day, you can't text, you don't have to communicate, like it's a lot, it was difficult back then, but a lot of these surprises should have been, should not have been surprises, and I felt like the, the plan, the trip would have gone a lot better. I know that they couldn't get on a website, but like you couldn't call ahead to Wally World and know they were going to be closed for two weeks. Like that, they could like have that, figured that, that out, yes. That, that's, that's what I'm saying. That was his biggest flaw is that he should have checked. Yeah, to go, but but Clark yeah. could have checked, Ellen could have checked. Again, I'm going to blame Clark for that one because he's the one doing the plan, so Clark gets shit for that one but like so much so much tickets ahead of time 
That's the, like, yeah, that's the like, and if you buy a ticket that time, it would be like, nope, sorry, we're closing. And, and, yes. and they didn't as explain much planning as he put into it. A bad job on checking to see if it's open. Yes. And that, that did bother me. Not that it was unrealistic, but just, but also, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, but that, I just felt like a lot of the things that came up that were surprises, like Camp Comfort, that's fine. That was probably a picture and a brochure that just didn't match just the actual physical the place. place. But like, but like going to see Eddie and Catherine, and then all of a sudden, yeah, I've got to drive Edna and mm-hmm. her dog that bites uh, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but anyway, there was just, I think, also, uh, and it was having commun- digestive commun- issues too. Yes. That's Another right. thing to add the- to the, the closing of Wally World, should they have checked? Yes. Also, what theme park closes for two weeks in the middle of summer? Do that in the winter. What are we doing here? That's, that's true. You're going to close for a cleaning. Uh, Eric, in your Eric have season? you never seen Final Destination 3? They're trying to avoid it. Maybe they're just making sure everything's. Yeah, you do that right before peak season. But, but what I'm saying, what in July, when did that? When was this? Was this around Fourth of July? Right now, I'm just saying. I don't. We also don't. We also don't know. They, considering how it's much Clark, they, they, they might. It is, but they might have. I don't see them sweating a lot. They might have been going in like March. We don't. We don't I'm know for sure. I'm saying you're. We're in shorts like, in Colorado. You're also, right, but you're also, you're also saying it like it was a planned two weeks. What if there it was a normal summer and then something does happen where one of the rides or something yeah. like that? It I does say for annual, I, No, I think it said basic oh, maintenance. Uh, no, it does. I'm pretty sure it says if like. If it does say that, then that's. I'm gonna look up the picture. But I anyway. think it just says to, to for Eric, for repair. I don't think it says. Eric, for why you're looking at what's 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 the overall message to you or the theme? I, Brad's was good. Maybe uh, patience. I don't know. There wasn't much of a theme. I don't think. I, I had a message, and it was actually a it was actually a quote from Clark, and he said, "Nothing worthwhile is easy." So I thought that was a good quote because it's kind of getting yeah. this. It's at the beginning of the movie, and he actually does say it. And I'm like, "Hey, that it feels like I was already ready for that one." I was like, "Hey, it works," because the whole movie is obviously that. Even though he ends up breaking the law to you know to get them happy at the end, but getting from point A to point B was definitely not easy. But I don't it, know. It, it by nice. the way, it does. Oh, Austin, I'm I'm sorry. No, sorry. go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say. Really, it's not going to really give us either one a definite. It just says to clean and repair America's favorite. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. I'm saying that's not not definite for either one of us. No, I'm saying, but if they had it, that's oh, not definitely not. You do clean and repairs in the off season and make sure. But if an emergency comes, you're not going to say all of our rides are malfunctioning. No, 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 they're wrong. And then you're going to come back and say, hey, those rides that were killing everybody are not killing everyone anymore. If they were killed, so we're back. No, clean and repair. Clean and repair is code for emergency. Emergency. People no. were dying on the rise. Poor planning by fixing. Clark. Even more poor planning by Wally. No, it, it, mean, it means it was an emergency, and they just didn't want to say emergency no. repairs because our rides are our rides are unsafe. Then you no. close off that one ride that was killing people, and you keep, have you not seen? The, the well, I guess we haven't reviewed by. Jaws yet, but you don't shut down beaches in the middle of July. You don't shut down theme parks in in the summer either. Yeah, like no. that woman. That's, says that's bad business. Like two two weeks feels like yeah, whatever. Um, exactly. This two this weeks, this came. I know it was based on a fifties thing. <laughs> they, they they had learned from Jaws. They didn't want to be like Larry Vaughn, the mayor. They're actually doing the right thing and closing it because people no. were getting injured no. on the rides. You can keep maybe, all the other in retrospect, maybe one of the best run. Up. Maybe one of the best run. Still parks make a I've lot of seen. money on merchandise and and concessions. Keep what close do, the roller doing, coasters. Doing the right thing. Roy Wall, no, Roy Wall, he, Wall, he was a racist. That's bad. Safety first, but he needs to get over his racism. But those those that, first little rides that they showed them riding, a they were working just fine. But you could keep those going, and at least family with young kids would still attend. 
you're just missing out on some people who want to go for the roller coaster. You're still making money. Closing the whole park is poor, poor business. Maybe it was only closed uh, for like two wallet. days and they, maybe they only have one sign. And I thought it said two weeks. weeks. I know. What I'm saying okay. is maybe they don't have one that says for you three and a half reaching, days. Maybe it doesn't reaching. say three and a half days, but they're just like, let's, should we repaint the sign? No, no. Nate's busy today. We're just going to have the two week sign up, but we'll open later. But Clark is so mad. Don't put it punching the moose. They say we're closed for maintenance and repair. Don't put a timeline. But they, that's not what happened. They they only had the one sign. They're trying to save money. This is this is clear that I'm right in the situation. Yeah, I feel I, I feel like I mean I know you want to be, and I get that, but I just feel like I feel like it was really a good decision to just make sure that <clears throat> to make sure that it they wasn't. they were they were repairing everything for safety, and that's good. My message good, good. would be: don't close your theme park in the middle of the summer. Eric has a new theme and message. Oh, okay. Now the new theme and message is kill people as long as you can make money. He would have made he would have made a great find, find an article Amity. that said Wally World was killing people. That would be I never cool, thought somebody would have. That would be a good so the, so the mayor and the mayor and Jaws was right. Kill people, let sharks eat people as no, long as you can. Because people were actually in dying summer. in that movie in the vacation universe. It did not say anything about anybody. In the vacation, dying. you can you can clearly very standard maintenance in the vacation and, universe. There was bloodshed at Wally World in the pre in the days leading up to their vacation. It's very it seemed to work the fine when it, once they opened it up and they all rode with the FBI people and everything. It seemed to work yeah, fine because they had been working their asses off cleaning and repairing America's. Well, then it should have been favorite. open already. Then should have been open that day. They ready. were they were double checking it. They were double the 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 Griswolds were the guinea pigs. They were making sure. So it sounds like the, they should have had a Shyamalan twist where the last part of the movie just turned into like a roller coaster disaster movie. And then we'd yeah. all be happy. Okay. All right. Yeah, so it could have been, been a prequel to a better destination. Final destination <laughs> 2.5 or something. But uh, okay. We're going to take turns because I have freaking like literally 20 quotes here. But we're going to just go off on a bunch of them. We are, this we're is going to be a two hour episode. Well, no, we're, 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 well, it's right now I'm looking at we're like an hour 13 and we're doing okay. And we don't have to discuss the quotes. We just have to say them. I mean, though, if there is one I do want to say, but uh, Eric, Eric can go first. We'll I don't do have Eric. much. So. All right, Walt, Brad, well, Eric, go first. So Eric, Brad, and myself, and we'll just rotate. Well, you can do the snake or whatever the heck. Okay. Um, Brad already kind of said this on another topic, but they used to, Russ. I thought he delivered that line very well when oh, talking yeah, about yeah. them wearing joggers. Oh, yeah. My, it was a very well, bad, it was a well-delivered. No, no. It, I mean, I still wanted to touch on it because it was, I'm glad you also noticed it. Like, <laughs> you were well, saying it, like he did a good job of trying to, Sell them on it, but like he, he delivered it well. Oh, they used to, right? They, they used to. It's write. like the perfect Chevy Chase. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's pretty much what is. Yeah, it's like Stephen Colbert's confident ignorance uh, as humor. But um, Brad, go ahead, please. I'll take the one I want. So e even though this is toward the end, where I don't think person. it's as funny. Um, I, lo I love when John Candy asks uh, Rusty, "Has your father ever killed anyone?" Oh, oh just a man. just a dog. Oh, and my aunt Edna. <laughs> like I, love, I don't know. That shouldn't be that funny of a line, but I will say Anthony Michael Hall. That they that was great. They landed him because I do think he, I do think Rusty. I do think Anthony Michael Hall's performance made Rusty much better. Not that he was a bad character. It's a good character anyway. But like lines like that are a little goofy. But just the just a dog. Oh, and my aunt Edna because he doesn't overdo it. It's just a good straight lace delivery that i think made that line funny but i love the way that one caught me off guard because i was kind of checked out by the end a little bit and it's that funny was that you, you left out actually had that quote too but you left out the last part for me which was the clark uh interjecting right after he said you can't prove that rust that's no his, I, I that's his only response to that like if your child accused you of murdering people he's just like hey you can't prove that it's not i, I was i was i was saving that i was saving that for someone else to say oh well thank you but i'm going to go ahead and do the one that i wanted to do which was the mighty mississippi 
mighty Mississippi, <laughs> the old miss, the old man. It's like doing <laughs> the deep river action. It's like deep oh. river. <laughs> I think I watched that scene because I wanted to make sure I got it exact to like mighty Mississippi, the old miss, the old man. I've, I think I watched it like four times. Each time I was like, why is that so funny? But it's just so because it's it, it, the old miss, the old man. Because because like nobody respond like because well that's another one like okay. I'll be brief on this so we can keep going. But like, it's another time he's trying to keep the conversation interesting and, and nobody helps him and nobody responds. Cause he's like, there's yeah. Mississippi river. And like, nobody says anything. The old miss, nobody the old says it. the old man, dude, <laughs> nobody helps him. So he just keeps going. Like he's trying and nobody's helping. But, but that part's at least really funny, but like, there's no assist from anyone, but that part is hilarious. And that is all Chevy Chase. I'll give him that. That's really That's, not yeah, no funny dialogue, but he funny, just, he's. <laughs> um, so I, if we're doing the snake way, I'll do a second one. I, I've realized some of you had already taken some of the other ones, like the, the St. Louis arch and everything, but whenever they're in uh, the, the, the white Earp thing or whatever, and Rusty is sarcastic, it's like, yeah, this is great. I'm glad we didn't go to Hawaii. I thought it was a funny way of him saying that he actually didn't say he it. delivered it well. Yeah. He delivered it well. And it was actually like, you know, they were showing that the exterior, so some people missed it because it wasn't like showing his face or anything. But yeah, that's yeah. twice that twice that Rusty mentions Hawaii. But uh, I think we're going backwards now. So Brad, and and they didn't overdo that. one. I agree, I agree with you there. Um, I know someone's going to say this one, but I'll, I have to mention it because I love the delivery too. When he's like, "Wow, Dad, you must have flown this thing fifty uh, yards." Oh, it's nothing to be proud of, Russ. <laughs> 50 yards and he's just i love i love him being he just he can't help but be proud of how long he flew the station wagon well for any listeners 50 yards and i love that we i love that we use 50 yards out of context and half the time i don't even think about the fact that i'm quoting national lampoon's vacation when i just say 50 yards well brad yeah brad and i were thinking the same thing i was about to say for any future any listeners that are going to listen to future episodes well anytime we say 50 i probably somebody will say 50 yards or something 50 similar. yards <laughs> All right, eric, eric, nothing to be proud of russ <laughs> eric you get two so the first one and as i'm thinking about this maybe this was maybe this wasn't meant to be a joke back then because i feel like asbestos at some point might not have been considered like a bad thing for you but when Eddie is talking about not working since they closed the asbestos factory, I oh, found yeah. that humorous because I thought it was meant to be like a joke that he's working at some like factory of, oh. you know, cancer. Not think, so uh, yeah. Causing... But maybe back in the eighties, it was not like, I guess I, mean, I thought it was a dark joke, joke but like, you might I be right. It was I'll... a dark joke, but yeah, maybe yeah, I thought it was a dark joke. Cause he... I, I, that's how I took it at first. And then I'm like, well, maybe they just, it wasn't like, something people were testing for or a bad thing or something. I, but I, I don't know. I, I thought his delivery was well, or it was a, a under the radar kind of, you could easily miss it. I definitely didn't catch that back in my younger days of watching it. So, um, and then my other one, most of these are, I think feel pretty obvious. I'll just get this one out of the way of the sandwiches are wet. I mean, yeah, we yeah. talked about it before, but I mean, I've got to get to that. I'm assuming we, quote. All spelt, we all spelt it correctly. We all probably had it. So I'll take it off the, the list for you guys. Oh, that was good. I'm glad I got to do the, the old miss, the old man. I was really worried about that one because that's, <laughs> I really thought that was going to be someone's first one. As, but, um, uh, go ahead. We'll Brad. see if my other two. I'm guessing, someone, two will, I'm guessing someone will get to this one, but I love that Clark's only positive interaction with the, with the dog is, 
Rusty comes back and he's like, I just took him for a walk. He uh-huh. took a big one right on Aunt Edna's blanket. Good. That's a good boy. And he starts petting him really sweetly. I love, but it's another one. He took a big one right on Aunt Edna's blanket. I love that Rusty is not only, not only does he report that, but he feels the need to tell his dad and he, and he knows that his dad, he knows that Clark will be happy like with it. that. Like versus, yeah. Oh yes, yeah, sorry. He, he, he took a big one on a blanket. Like he knows his dad's going to be happy. <laughs> Good boy. Like I, I love that interaction yeah. between father and son, knowing that that's going to be a, a point of pride well, for Russ the dog also, and, and that Russ got him to. <laughs> yeah. Russ actually seemed genuinely enthused, like excited to tell him as well. But also I think, <laughs> I think there was one thing left off again though, Brad, I, I, I thought whenever he said, Good boy, Russ. I'm pretty sure you can hear our good boy, uh, uh, Dinkums or Dink, whatever, uh, that the dog actually barks back at him. I don't, we don't know because it's off screen if he's actually barking. Oh. I, I thought it was actually funny that he was happy and yet the dog still is being an a hole. Oh, I, okay. You, I don't you know. know. I, you might be right. It, it, it could have been barking at whatever was happening behind And, and honestly, some of these, I'm, I think some of these I wrote down a little after. So if I paraphrase, I. No, I'm, I I'm not trying to be overly but... correcting. I was just more. No, no, no. You, I thought that you're, was funny. you're right. And if the dog That's... is actually barking at him after all that, still is like trying to pet him and he barks back i'm like I, I, I think i guess i should have written like aggressive barking but no you, you're right now that i think about it i think even when he's being sweet to the dog i think the bark the dog still is 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 uh well he's is never mean. nice to him at any point I'm pretty but sure. i think you're right even then clark is so sweet to him because he's happy that he peed on or whatever peed or poop whatever he did on it yeah, i think it's I think it's implied that it was a, a bowel movement, but a it big is one. Still, yeah. You don't say a big, a big one. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think it says took. Yeah, took a big one. Anyway, that that part was always funny to me. That uh, that's like his. That's the one time that the dog gets along with Clark. That Clark likes the dog. <clears throat> um, Brad, you haven't. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess it's my turn. I don't know how this works. If it's just me two again, but you have um, two again. It's just. Okay. Basically, Brad's Brad goes every. One, yeah, because he's going every. He's other. in the middle every time, and me and you get to him. It, gotcha. it still guess. evens out, but yeah, I was making sure we're. Yeah, it well, makes it fair. It's he's right. consistently going, and yeah, we get, have longer breaks. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Um, I'm going to do an Alan one, which is uh, Russ stop playing with the dog and have some lunch. Uh, but obviously, that that quote, that quote only works because it cuts over to Russ uh, <laughs> being terrorized <laughs> by the dog. <laughs> If I'd had more time, I would have tried to find that exact tree because it wasn't a huge park, but we only had like a couple minutes to, to spare because uh, uh, we had somewhere to be when we got home in case anyone's wondering why we were so rushed. But it was like, yeah, we, we just had a little little. I was wind. actually wondering. Yeah, it's like we had, an, we, had, we had like an appointment of a thing we were going to do later. Uh, and um, and we uh, so we had like 15 minutes of side stuff to do. And we were like, okay, this is right off the highway. We're off the highway. But if we ever go go it again, or if Eric or Brad, if either one of you ever go down that way to the sand dunes or Pagosa uh, Springs, it's incredibly convenient and obviously free too, unless you want to buy a shirt at Riverbend like I did and a magnet for the 40th anniversary um, of Camp Comfort, the fictional place. But um, okay, I have one more. I'm going to do, uh, man, it's a lot. I'm just going to do this one. Um, uh, Clark is, says uh, to spend more time with you and uh, Audrey. Like the way he like it's, like forgetting her name is funny, but not it's, a, it's like the way he like mumbles and he kind of like moves his lips. Like you can tell he's like trying to find the name, like kind of like <laughs> Christy Brinkley. Is that a running joke throughout all of the movies? I feel like yeah. he forgets Audrey in most of them. At least right? Vegas yeah, vacation, but uh, I know he does it in Christmas. He does it in too, Christmas too. No, so that's three of them. European doesn't count. So I, I I'll to, go, I'm going to go back and watch your. I don't I think European. I have watched bad. it recently. It is. I can't yeah. get through it. I think it's. Uh, I got through. I, no, I'm on Eric's team. I just watched it with him last year, and I tried to rewatch it. It, it wasn't as horrible. 
it was just, it was just so many scenes that just, just like weren't funny. Like like I know that sounds like obvious, but I'm saying it wasn't like a lot of always just bad. Like jokes. almost wasn't meant to be funny. Yeah, it, that's it was what, so yeah, bad. That's what it I'm was so to, bad. I feel like there were some scenes where I'm like, it was literally a joke that was like it wasn't like a swing and a miss. Like where where was the swing? And then sometimes there were yeah. big time swings and misses. But Brad, watch go ahead. it again, Brad. I'd be curious to what you say. I I've okay, watched no, it with I'm, an open mind like two times for in the last few years. And and I, I haven't maybe, seen it in a while, so I might go back and be like, oh, yep, never mind. I remember not loving it, but I didn't remember it being awful. And the and, casting and of was, the kids oh, were the bad. Kids they were so the worst bad. kids by far. I like I like Rusty just because of Night of the Creeps, but I don't think he's a great actor. But I like him because of that one other movie, and then I think Michael Palin or some Monty Python guys in it. Oh. He just like rides a bike, I think. But I but I yeah, thank you. Not disagreeing. Yeah, I just remember. Um, All right, Brad, go ahead. Red. Uh, this is this is another one where it's more about Chevy Chase just having great deliveries. But I love when he's about to jump in the pool with with Christy Brinkley. She's like she's like, why don't you swim? Sure, sure, I swim. I took third in the state finals my <laughs> junior year. I, you know, and it's another one where like it, it, he I will say he had a great way of being able to make like every line like when he's bullshitting sound ad libbed. And like that's another one where like I love this. Like oh yeah, I was I was state champion in swimming. Like yeah, sure, I took third at the state finals. Like. <laughs> even as an audience even watching it as an as as a as a like even being a audience member i like i almost buy that chevy chase took third of the state finals like he had such a great natural delivery of bullshit like i love the way he delivers lines like that where <laughs> you know he's making stuff up yeah actually i own this motel 2200 units or like just stuff <laughs> like that where he thinks of like a random number but just believable that, enough that, that's yeah that's like chevy chase and his element is like oh yes yes and this yes. where he's just like yeah, he has to make something up on the fly confidently, but yeah. Uh, right, but 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 I think, and that's why, and I, I'm sorry that I realized I said two, but it was like, I think it was more like those kinds of lines where he's, he's just like you said, the confident lying where it's like, it's specific enough to be believable, but not, he's not almost ever winning or the best. Like, I don't know why the took third in the state finals, like not, he's not an Olympian. He took third in the state finals. Like he was a pretty good swimmer. <laughs> I don't know. That one always cracks me up as being a, a an amazingly competent, good, but not amazing spot that he put him in as far as like being being good at swimming anyway that, that was right. i'm trying to i'm trying to narrow mine down from 20 i've knocked out i only five. have two left so i'm okay, about to finish mine off awesome. here i've got and, one and left neither of them are that and mine are pretty I, i'd say obvious -ish ones i always loved when he's rolling when he's walking through the desert and falls and sees a skeleton and <laughs> says hi how are you yeah. I, just was, I almost put that I, I just, put that. hey how are um, you oh, that, oh, oh. I've I've laughed and it's, and it's like a jump a kid scare, and yeah. now it's just yeah hi oh hi hi how are you like just I, I remember laughing at that it, like, together as kids watching that one and then his delivery uh when he's talking to Helen after the Christy Brinkley pool scene and he's like what her she's yeah. ugly like yeah. and, and that that will always make I mean, me laugh more because dad always cracks up at that. yeah so dad, that's, that's, exactly that's bonus because dad, dad likes like, that cracks one, so up we that. probably rewound it a lot growing up yeah but it, like, it's funny I, I will always no but it is funny but like that's one that will, i will always think of just again just saying she's ugly no but she's ugly like it's so he, not even, believable uh, even ellen is like i mean okay i mean i appreciate your effort just like, kind of rolls her eyes call her ugly when she's yeah like, she does like come on dude like you, you can yeah yeah so uh, okay my last one which finishes off my last one is another one is very dry delivery but i loved uh when they're trying to gather up money, it's like check Edna's check Ed, check Edna's purse, and you see Rusty just look. She has eleven cents, Dad. Yeah. Terrific! Like it's just. Did you I mean, know how much it was before? 
Oh, I tried guessing. I probably it. would have said eight or nine cents. Or something. Oh, I, I was pretty sure because I, I think I, before I watched it, I was going to write that one down just in case I somehow miss it. I I googled she has eleven cents dad vacation. It was right. So like I was okay. that was my guess. I wasn't a hundred percent, but I, I figured guessed you would probably know. Cents. I figured you were an awesome both. I, I, I love. I, it's another one where like you don't see him count the money. You don't. You don't see the money. You just hear him say she has eleven cents dad. And I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. It's another one. Like they it's just do a good, good job with the random the the third and state yep. finals or mm-hmm. the eleven cents versus like she has a dollar. Like no, eleven cents was a way funnier amount. Yeah. Um. Okay, I only have a few. I mean, it's not going to take long, but uh, Clark, you're going 80 miles an hour. And when he's like, it doesn't feel that way. And the way she just yells, slow down. I was, I was like, slow down. Like interrupt someone when he's doing that. That was pretty funny. Like that he's like sweaty when he's when she says it. Um, and then the one we kind of alluded to earlier, but or perhaps you don't want to see the second large of uh, ball of twine, which is only four shorts hour away. And then he does it does a kind of evil, funny laugh that I can't even try to. And I'm not going to try to do it. Does he does he say four hours out of the way or four? I I think he does just say subtitles. I think it could be only four hours hours or short. Four short hours away. Yeah, but you have to assume it can be short four hours in the direction of Wally World, technically. But you know it's not like a road stop. They would have stopped if it was like they passed right by it. But I mean, you're right. They don't specify if it's like two hours out of the way, two hours back, or if it's four. But I, I have to. I you have to assume it's not a roadside attraction where it's they would just have to. Convenient. They're not. They're it not going to pull be, over to a gas station anyway be and get sandwiches the and the see road. the. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I, I, think it, I think the joke, I think it doesn't matter where it is or if it's convenient. It's just the fact that he's trying to. It's get, already a dumb enough. Con- the to con- the second well, largest, yes. I, I, I guess I always assumed he mentions the four short hours away, assuming that it was at least a couple hours. I always assumed it was at least two hours and two hours back, that they had to go out of the way to see it was what I always assumed. Because otherwise it wouldn't be funny if it was like, hey, we're at a gas station. Do you all want to walk over here to the other side of the gas sure. station and, and see the. It has to be out of the way to some extent for sure. Um, the next one I had was when Ellen's getting on to Clark and he, and, uh, as long as you don't strap me to the, whatever, the, the bumper of a car and he just looks at her and he goes, that hurt Ellen. Like, I don't know, just the way he says it, so he's so dejected. Um, but the next one is, uh, I'm so hungry. I could eat a sandwich from a gas station. This, and I, I like how amused he is as, as his own comment. He like smiles and laughs yeah. at his own joke. He and laughs at like his it. own joke. And as Brad said earlier, it's also funny that no one else acknowledges it. Not that he needed someone to laugh at it, but it's just like he says that he amuses himself and that's the end of the whole thing. No one <laughs> mentions the sandwich again in that scene. But even though I, even though I don't like the scene where he uh, where he yells at everyone and, and just screams all the time, I do think it's funny at the very end when Rusty touches him and he just goes, don't touch um adam <laughs> like with this kind of like maniacs one of like, tone of voice or whatever well I'll, I'll defend it quickly i didn't put that scene down as like a quote i think it's more like if you watch that out of context it's not as funny as probably the one in christmas vacation but like it i think i think this one does a better job of building up to it because in in the first in the wally world vacation he's planned so much and he's trying like i feel like he's putting up a false front a little bit with like trying so hard to make everything positive and then they want to give up when they're close so like I think him saying whatever he says like we're three hours from the fun park and you want to bail like I think his frustration was a little bit more justified like are, are y'all kidding me like we're so close so it was if I thought it was funny friends, sure but I'm not trying to be like overly serious because I know it's a lamp national lampoon but at the same time it's like he is talking to his children he's not talking if it was like the three of us 
I know, but they're they're like twelve or thirteen. I know, they're not, yelling, they're not yelling five. and cussing them out over them. I think at that point, justifiably saying they don't want to continue the the trip because their aunt that they don't care about, of course, but like they they just left a dead body. But that's where yeah. I'm going to leave the comment because again, if this was a serious movie, I would have a serious discussion. But like it's supposed to be over the top. Uh, but I'm just saying, if we're looking for a second as a serious thing, it's just like I didn't really find that scene funny. Besides that one thing, just because it's like. I don't think he's in the right there. Like, I don't care if they're three hours away, like the, the kids and everyone, they're, they're, nothing has gone well. Um, and they're just like, but again, like, we'll have to, like, I get everyone's point of view. No one's right or wrong. And I'm just saying like, that's where I land on it. But um, yeah, I yeah. And, I, and to, to set the record straight, I don't mean justified like he should have done it. I mean, it was understandable that, he's frustrated that he, that he, and, point. And, and yes, of course he shouldn't yell and curse at his kids and his wife. But I mean, you can see like, he's trying so hard to hold it together and make the vacation fun and so like when they want to give up he just he finally just can't do it anymore and so he gets mad like no and, and that's and ellen should have called him out like she does later that was wrong and then he storms off but i just think it was it was it, it, it makes sense that he would just like that he's had enough at that point and they're they're so they're so like it's okay dad you know we can try they're they're they're, they're, they're finally being sweet and understanding and it's, i just think it was a funny conflict that they were to, go, uh, to go that far and go through all that shit and then give up. Like I, I'm not again. I'm not agreeing with him necessarily, but I get where you're coming. Like you're this, you're freaking this close, and you've been through hell, and you're just gonna give up. Then you're just gonna look at it as a horrible trip of hell from hell, I, I, yeah, where yeah. it could be a 75% trip from hell, and it ended well when we got to go to Wild where we finally made. Right, that's what I'm Remember saying. That it horrible, right. horrible trip, and we got there and finally had some fun, but it was a horrible way out there. Rather than remember that horrible trip where we didn't even make where we wanted to go while also going through hell yes. think, yeah, and he's I also think, calling himself like i must be crazy i'm on a i'm on a, they're they're Arizona, on a they're probably four hours away at that point. i think he says we're three hours from the fun park yeah but it's it was oh, more yeah. like it, it's the funny because it's delivery and he, and he sounds genuinely at the end of his ropes so i just think mm-hmm. it's a it's a funny i don't want to say relatable but it's more like it it's 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 an earned moment i'm glad they included it because like he should be pissed. And Christmas Vacation, I think, is funnier, but more supposed to be. I think Christmas Vacation is lighter and more comical. And that one is like, you get it. He just finally lets go when he's been trying. Oh, yeah, they used to do that. Oh, well, that's the Grand Canyon. He nods the head and he's, he's happy and ha- everything's going well. And finally, like everything keeps going wrong. He agrees to take Aunt Edna and she dies. And he agrees to, to watch the dog and he accidentally leaves him. And he, and he agrees to give Eddie $500. And then that ends up, and then Ellen's upset because now they don't have any, like, it just seems like everything backfires, even though a lot of it is his fault. And so we just, he can't. He yeah, can't his optimism it. finally ran out. And I get that. I get the frustration. He had a point to make. He just didn't make it well. But I only have a oh, couple. Oh, yeah, no. I only have a couple. But, but, it, uh, but it, wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been funny if he had said like, okay, come on, guys. Anyway, sorry, Austin, go ahead. That's, I just That's where the bottom line is. It's a National Lampoon comedy. So like we have to keep that in mind that like just like the ending, I'm not gonna be like it would be funny, but he really shouldn't have t- taken them hostage. Like of course he shouldn't have, but like that's why I'm like I'm not really making a point because it's a the National Lampoon type comedy is over the top, so it, the, you know it's fine. But uh, the one this one's kind of a subtle one that I just noticed is uh, Clark whenever he's wearing those white shoes and trying to hit on women after the fight, uh, the argument or whatever, he's he's sitting down when he sees Christy Brinkley and he says to her do you mind if I sit down whenever he's trying to say, do you want to sit down? He actually says it backwards, kind of like a guy yeah. like you and a girl like me, like from Dumb and Dumber. It was yeah. just one of those lines. I'm like, oh, I never noticed that he said it backwards. Um, and then the last one is when he has the BB gun and he says, I bet that thing's not real. And he says, what are you kidding? This is a Magnum PI. 
Um, I just thought that was funny because that's not a type of gun. Um, right, that's yeah. the TV show or whatever. Yeah. It's the TV show. I, I, I noticed. I did notice that too. Because right. because the, um, the dude I sit down, he, he, his physical comedy and delivery of that was good because he does. She walks over and he stands up. Do you mind? It's just like he does everything yeah, out of order. But his, but, it, but you're right. That was that was one where I think in other movies he would have he or some a lesser comedic actor would have overdone that. And instead of it being overly goofy, it was silly but still funny because he's just nervous and not expecting. Eddie's yeah. sweet white shoes to actually land him somebody that. <laughs> well, I do agree. That I feel like the conversation has been great, and some of the fake debates that we have, especially you and Eric talk, having that debate earlier, was funny. But I think for strengths and weaknesses, we'll try our best. To, like again, if we, we want to, say, yeah, we want to be uh, mindful. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. try to finish. Include your your strength, well. your best scene, and underrated. I think in your strength, like. We can, I, can, I can do that. I'll one. do strengths and favorite scenes all kind of together. I can do that. And, and same thing with bad scenes and weaknesses. I'll do, I'll do them as one. I think we can do all of that together. Yeah, I, I have mine ready. I'm starting, uh, you know, I'm starting, uh, whatever it's called, strengths and weaknesses. Uh, the strengths, I thought the soundtrack, Holiday Road, um, the Little Boy Suite, even though the name is kind of creepy when you say it out loud, but the, <laughs> the, best, the, song, the song, the Christy Brinkley song, and then the dancing across the USA, like they're very just like, they fit they fit the vibe of the scene of the movie they they chose they, yeah they chose good Great music uh, weakness i think we're all going to agree east st louis scene i don't feel like we need to we touched on it earlier um i think uh i think clark should have gotten into more trouble for the pool scene not again not trying to be overly serious but like for sure. uh, but like she was way too forgiving and it almost, and then her yeah. apologizing like she didn't really like I felt like it kind of fell into a stereotype back in then, like the nagging wife and the kind of fun dad cliche, again, which can be can be funny in small doses, but as, but as long as there's some sort of conclusion that it's met, but it's like the fact that they almost ended up on even footing of like, they both apologized. And like she she was in like- She was way I, too nice to him. Yeah, she was way too nice. Way too nice. Yeah. Um, so he would have probably cheated. I mean- Oh I yeah. Know, like, like he got caught in the act and she just brushed it off as nothing basically. I mean, he was still doing things that he wasn't, he wouldn't have told Ellen. He shouldn't have been doing what he was doing, but he might but have, he was, what, why would you think he would have stopped? Right, like, it was still cheating, pool, it like, just wasn't, they just weren't. They and then when he gets caught, he lies about it. Again, it's Chevy Chase being Chevy Chase, he's funny in it. And it's, 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 a, it's a silly movie, but I still feel like in silly movies like that, it's like, she shouldn't have, like, she was, yeah, she shouldn't have asked for forgiveness for anything on that in that scene, for sure. Uh, standout acting. I'm gonna. Yeah, Chevy Chase made the movie, but Beverly D'Angelo felt like was kind of the the Jeff Daniels, where it's kind of hard to be a sidekick of Chevy Chase. Like it's hard to be a sidekick of Jim Carrey. And the fact that actually uh, there's more similarities in the fact that Jeff Daniels is a dramatic actor who played in a silly role, and Beverly D'Angelo had been in dramatic movies and was actually like a serious actor more than like a comedic actor. So her being kind of the straight man straight woman whatever like kind of uh to his zaniness really worked well rather than getting trying to get like a funny female comedian um it was like her i feel like her energy w went well with it i mean i don't think she's up there with chevy chase because he made the movie but i think she's like an underrated part of the movie that made that made chevy chase work was their dynamic um underwhelming acting i'm gonna piggyback on you guys and say i didn't really think about it but i feel like john candy because he's such a great comedic actor and he he was just a little too one note cartoony but like that's what he was asked to do so it's not really his fault it was just like this role yeah didn't really fit for him and sorry you said i'm doing overrated underrated moments too and we're just going to stop at iconic i would say just 
I would say, uh, okay, yeah, stop, stop with I'll, don't I'll do, do iconic. Okay. And then I mean, mine's pretty quick anyway, because that was hard to do underrated, overrated, but I'm going to say, same. I could be wrong on this, but maybe underrated is Clark and Russ's beer talk. I mean, that's not like, no, like, it's just not, I don't know if that's how as famous as it should be, but like, that's a really funny scene with his glasses falling, his fake crying when he says, I've only been a man for, you know, for a couple of days. Like, it's just a yeah. really funny scene that's not, it's, it doesn't fit the, over-the-top humor from a lot of the other things. So sometimes I feel like it could be under the radar is my best argument for it. And then overrated, again, I'm going to say Clark losing it, yelling. It's not even so much of me being too self-serious about it. It's really, I just didn't find any of it funny besides the don't touch at the end. So I think it is, it doesn't really matter that much. It's one of you two, obviously, but Brad, Brad you can go next. Yeah. Okay. I'll say um, the the strengths would be most of the performances. Again, we touched on it already. The only um, one I would say didn't really fit was not even John Candy's great. It was more like that character that he had transferred yes, over. Yeah, just didn't really fit the vibe, even though John Candy's was awesome. Um, but the performances overall, Chevy Chase did his thing. I agree that Beverly D'Angelo was a was a great sidekick with him. And then I'm going to say Anthony Michael Hall to me oh, yeah. stood stood out as being um, what could have been just kind of a, like because Dana Barron was good and. Uh, Eddie just wasn't in it as much, but he, but he was good. He just, he wasn't as funny. He was just kind of, you felt bad for him, but like yeah. Anthony Michael Hall had so many good lines that on paper were pretty funny, but like he gave it like a little extra, uh, you know, a, a, a slightly better delivery than it could have had without overdoing it. And I thought Anthony Michael Hall took a, a pretty good character and a pretty good, uh, you know, a, what could have been a, an okay character and made it much, much better and elevated the movie. Um, even though, yeah, Chevy Chase with that kind of a role is already going to be great. So I think the movie was certainly help, helped by the performances. The soundtrack is good. It, um, it being, and I think it was like an hour 38. So I didn't feel like it dragged on. And like we said before, the, the downtown scene or the, you know, the, the St. Louis scene was not great. Um, so I'd say the weakness was really just that that part and then and then i didn't really love the ending but the acting didn't oh, nothing yeah. nothing nothing bad so that except for like i said john the weaknesses i would have just said john candy's character even though he's he did what he could but it was a goofy character and then the the st louis scene wasn't great but the performances are great the music is great um i love seeing the different shots of the country and like i love the opening yeah. montage and the closing and like actually seeing those places not cgi or not not some city standing in as los yeah. angeles but like actually seeing places it just it, yeah. i love this movie and love going back to it it just feels so it's such fun americana and and it just it feel it's such a fun uh time you know it's like our version of a time travel back to the um early 80s which is which is really fun with the soundtrack and the the way they're dressed and all that kind of stuff and the fat you know the fashion and the foods and the music and all that kind of thing so i think most you know most of that all works it's, it's a fun time capsule um and then right the, the favorite scene my favorite scene or uh the, yeah like i said worst scene i already mentioned my best scene i would say um i don't know about iconic i say my favorite scene i'll, I'll cheat I'm a little bit and say, just doing I, sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll wait for iconic so i'll say my favorite scene i'll cheat a little bit and do the first half of and the last half of and really just say the conversation between Clark and Ellen at the hotel with Christy Brinkley. And even though I agree with y'all, y'all are totally right that she forgives him too quickly. But um, similar to how um, I respectfully disagree with Austin that that I do think. No, I just mean I do think that Clark was OK to 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 lose his temper, even though he didn't he didn't need to do it in front of the kids. I like that Clark and Ellen address their frustrations with each other, yeah. even though it is a scene so i feel like 
in a movie like this, an adventure comedy, we don't need to see Clark and Ellen have a marital debate, right? But I like that they get to the hotel and Ellen make vents about him, like, oh, tomorrow you'll probably hold him at McDonald's and take us way out of the way to go see this. And she lets him know what she's feeling. And Clark says, well, you know, your problem is you don't have fun. Everything is this. And they actually have a real moment oh, that yeah. sounded like an actual married couple in front of their kids. They don't want to argue, but behind the scenes, they're actually venting their frustrations. And I felt like that part of it was well-written. And even though at the end, she shouldn't have forgiven him, but I liked that it slowed down, even though it was just for a couple of minutes and actually sounded like real dialogue between uh, spouses um, even if it's just a few lines, I like that they showed them actually arguing, but also being honest with each other. And yeah, they made up too quickly, but it's kind of like how sitcoms do it sometimes. It's an hour and a half movie, so I'll forgive it. And I like that they had some real dialogue and didn't just let Clark get away with trying to plan too much. And Ellen being a little bit too negative, they kind of quickly resolved it, but I thought the dialogue felt really grounded. And, and the fact that it was based on real life from John Hughes' experience, I think, showed through in those moments. All right, that's a good underrated. What about a overrated? Overrated, I would say. Um, I mean, I, I, I would probably say the, the ending. I mean, again, I don't know if it's kind of piggybacking yeah. on John Candy, but I mean, I think people still like some of the ending scenes. I just thought it was way over the top. So, I, you know, I, I agree with um, a lot of stuff you said, Austin. I think, and I think Eric. I, I think the end is just was just not good. All right, Eric, what about your strength and weaknesses and everything? Yeah. You guys, I'll, I'll keep it short because you guys nailed all the strengths and weaknesses. Um, I struggled on the overrated, underrated scenes just because this is a movie I've, we've watched so much. I went with the Grand Canyon as underrated, but I don't know if it's underrated. I just like the scene a lot. That whole, not just him going out and doing the the looking at it, but just that whole scene leading up to it. I, I thought it was pretty good. Overrated, I definitely had the ending. Um, I know we've all touched on that, and I'll have more on it even later. Um, but again, like, acting, acting, I actually had the kids as overrated and or underwhelming, I should say, oh. and I'm taking that back now. I'm taking. I I oh. think, I think maybe I was just thinking uh, all the other vacation movies. It's definitely true. I would say. Okay. And and for some reason, I just kind of was like, oh, the kids because I had to pick somebody and I was only thinking of the four main characters. So I just didn't go that deep on it. Cause they're, you're right. I mean, maybe Audrey, she wasn't great. She didn't do a bad job, but you're she right. Like uh, a real sister, Michael Hall did a good fine. job. So I take him off for sure. He, he did it. He actually was a, uh, a, a good performance, a standout performance with Beverly D'Angelo and Chevy Chase. And again, I don't really have anybody that was underwhelming. So I guess I'll say Audrey just because she was the fourth of the main characters and she was okay. fine. But she didn't do a bad job. She did. Yeah. No, I, I always story. thought she was she was good. Someone else could have probably played her, but I still um, I never I never thought she was bad. Sorry, Eric. I no, I, and I, the, only, the only reason I want to go into iconic is because I kind of want to hear what you guys say first because I struggled. Oh, I, thought, I was, I was gonna let you go first because I I mean I can go first. I'll I, go first, but it I I, I put question because I'm like I had the the car jump scene. And I don't think it's that good of a scene, but I feel like that's what you like. That's what they I have on like the front. That's what a lot of people think of. So, but like. I guess that's iconic, but I really, I'm very curious to what you came up with because I hope you all come up with something better because I wasn't thrilled about it, but that was like, that's the first thing that comes to my head is kind of the car jump. But Brad, what did you say? I, I put for iconic, I struggle with this one because I love so much of the movie, but I actually put, even though I don't like the ending ending, I put the arrival at Wally World because it encompasses like the whole, the whole trip is handling disappointment. So like they, they get there, 
and they're so excited. And then Clark pulls far away and they're like, oh, that's kind of weird. And then they get out and then they have the music and they run up and they're so happy and they get there and then it's closed. Like by no means am I saying the movie should have ended there, but I I love that they, they, I love that they take the time to show them see Wally world three miles away or whatever. Like I love that it slows down enough to see them approaching the exit and so like they're counting down they're all excited it shows them in the car and it lets it lets us have those last few minutes with them and like let them park and run up together and do that so i think the movie i wouldn't say it peaked but i do love the the excitement of getting there and even though it's goofy with the chariots of fire i actually think that little goofy part ages well because even if people don't know that it's chariots of fire it's still fun music and so i think the the high of getting there and then the low of seeing that it's closed, that's where, even though the movie doesn't end, I feel like we all kind of agree that's where it's certainly like the best parts of the movie maybe end, even though there's some funny parts. So I think that's my favorite, mm-hmm. or at least like my iconic scene is I remember them just, they finally made it, but wow. then they're disappointed, which has been what's gone on the whole trip, has been dis- excitement, even if it's forced, and then disappointment. I think that's a good one. I think it's like the really, yeah, the best part of the Wally World scenes is actually, yeah, just the race to get there. And I might like your yours better than mine. And I might be biased because I just visited there, but I'm I'm going sandwich dance scene and the sandwiches are all wet. <laughs> I just think it's a, it's a short scene. Like I forget how short it is, but it's just like, it's just such a great scene with the, like his dance is so stupid, but so funny. And then Rusty with the dog. Uh, and then obviously the sandwiches are all wet. Like it's, it's, that's the scene I think about. And I like both of y'all's answers better. Well, thank you. I, I'm going to go. Ahead I just, it. I really, I struggled on, but I'm like, the whole movie is so equally good. Like, it, there's yeah, not like there's peaks so many and valleys, man. I'm enjoying yeah. it throughout the whole time. So I'm like, what's like the best? If I can watch one no, scene I, from the movie, your, I don't yours know was good too. I, I struggled between all of those because like we quote the sandwiches are all wet, and then but like the the car jump because it's the car jump, and then they sit there, then they get out, and then it's the sharing the beer. And I love the I actually yeah. forgot almost mentioned that, but I love when he's like, "There's got to be a gas station around here somewhere," and then it pans away, and it's like him just surrounded by absolutely nothing but desert, which is like not a line, but just a funny image like that that scene is great and it's kind of an extended scene so almost Um, anything would work it's just a memorable movie yeah i I know we say real quick on all of this but before we do grades since i feel like we've all been on the same page of the ending if you would change it how would you change it because i know my answer i think oh that's right uh I've never really thought about it actually. Um, I, I'm usually the one that tries to change like the freaking like stupid title or something, but I'm, I'm thinking about the ending here. So I'll go first to give you all time to think. Yeah. Brad actually just talked about it and said he did basically, or at least implied that you would not do it this way. But I actually do think it would not do well in theater. Like I get that it's not a fan favorite, but I think it could have absolutely ended with them getting there and it's closed and then they just have to go home. I would absolutely well, not that. Okay. I, I said that, and then I'm like, I would like it, but they wouldn't do it. So I think You're it's right. They would never do it. It'd be funny if they were like, like, "That's it. That's if they if they like punch the moose and the movie ended. That would be funny." Yeah, but it it, it or you could show them like struggling to get or not struggling to get home, but like I don't know, getting on a plane, whatever. Like, you can show them leaving, you know, upset and, and down. But I would have been fine with them not getting to go to the park. Uh, <coughs> no, I, it's, I agree. It's the weak, I think it's the weakest part of the movie by a good bit. All right, Brad, I have an idea, but you can go ahead if you already have one too. No, I actually, actually, I, I like the. I mean, I said the movie shouldn't have ended there, but really, I think it was just more like I knew it wouldn't. But like, it's kind of like what we yeah. said about Seinfeld and Sonny of some of those shows. Like, it would have been fun if 
is even though the Seinfeld ending wasn't a horrible idea, I just think it was bad execution. I think Seinfeld ending with just them sitting around the coffee shop and have accomplished nothing basically other than some silly relationships and learning nothing over the course of 10 years or so. I do think it would have been funny if they had gotten there and it was closed and they just like complained or were like, oh, well, you know, Molly World's overrated. You know, I mean, that's bad dialogue. He can go on like, another rant like he did in the car. Yes. Or like, and, and, so, and then Russ was like, can we go to Hawaii? There. No, Russ. I mean, like, obviously these are bad, me throwing out bad lines. But like if it had just ended like that, that would have been, that would have been funny. Christy Brinkley shows you know, right, and, then, and, then it just, and then it then it ends to them getting back in the car and they drive off to Holiday Road playing again, or like just something. Yeah, yeah. Not the top of our head. These aren't great, but like if it had ended with them not going, that to me that's still better than than the silly ending. But I say that there were still funny parts at the end. Um, I, I don't disagree, but it just. But I'm also I'm not I'm not a writer, so I don't know. Um, I don't know what I, I'm saying. I just I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I think in John Hustall, like I think Clark should have had a, a, a less, a, you know, a, a moment where he actually learned a, l- a little bit of a lesson. And I feel like he didn't because he ended up getting his way with the ending. But I think yeah. whenever, whenever he says, sorry, folks, and all that, he's, he's like, he, you can see him like clenching his fist. He wants to punch it. And then he realizes like he like tempers himself and is like, and realizes this could like, you know, things happen or whatever. And they're all very disappointed and kind of like what Eric was saying, they're about to go home. But I think while the dancing across USA maybe is playing, it shows them to go get a bite to eat. Maybe there's no dialogue. And at first they're kind of just eating and getting their food pretty like listlessly. Like showing George in the diner. Like it's kind of like that, but it won't be that sad. Or or it shows them at 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 the house of mud. Yeah, yeah. They stop at the house of mud in the second largest ball of twine on their way home. Uh, that would be funny. But no but, dialogue, just showing them looking at it. Like, oh my goodness. Um, if okay, sorry, sorry, Austin. If I may finish, please. <laughs> those are both good ideas too, because those are funnier endings. But I feel like a heartwarming ending would be them doing all that, and then something silly happens. And like back in the day, Eric was with my with our with my dad with our dad, and he started to hiccup, and uh, it made Eric laugh. I'm not saying obviously it should be a hiccup because that wouldn't really make a lot of sense. But I feel like it should be them all eating kind of like disappointed and then something silly happens, like they spill something or something, whatever, and it kind of breaks the tension and they all start to laugh. And it kind of just has the credits rolling with the music playing as they just eat and they're kind of laughing and now suddenly turn the mood starts to turn to- I would watch that, that would be good. Yeah, I was like, it's more of a heartwarming of like, they didn't get to the destination, but they're still gonna have these memories where like, you know, again, like the, what Eric think laughing at my dad or God, yeah. our dad. People um, have, are, is there people something that Eric trips. and I don't know? <laughs> it's the people, small yeah, it's We the have, small people have bad trips and a lot of times it is like, it sucks in the moment, but then you look back and, and can at least laugh at it. Honestly, you, I think of our trip to California for the Auburn, the national championship game. Like we yeah. still made it there and got to attend the game. and didn't go the way we wanted, but having the flights canceled, having to rent a car or drive throughout the night. Like at the time it was, pissing us off and we're not happy yeah. about it but at least now we look back and like hey that was a great time with the two of you right. doing this and having to pivot and make all these changes the hotel sucked like all these little things that at the moment we're like this is not funny but you can look back and like okay it was a good time we had right and even in the so, moment i think that's how they could have ended with this. But, but i know what you mean. Go even in the room. moment you're like what are you gonna do like you're looking yeah. at the brochure this isn't the, but, but you're right it's similar it's like the a lot of that is what's fun. You go to the airport and the flight's canceled. No explanation. You get in the rental car, the hotel, you're like, uh, this does not look like what the website showed. And it's just, yeah, the you learn to have a fun stock photo of a nice picture. And it was some horrible one. Like it was a yeah, lesson learned. You, I, I right. won't make that mistake again, but like, but it, but it, but it all worked out. But I, but the, it's one of those where like y'all are y'all are y'all both i think we've all kind of agreed like the the less is more can be really funny but i don't think they would have done it and i hope y'all don't mind i think we've talked about this spoiler because i would have loved this 
for dodgeball but y'all remember did y'all remember seeing that like the original ending yes. for dodgeball was going to be where ben stiller dives and throws and hits fence fawn and it ends and then the credits just roll and ben stiller's team won would it would have just ended just yeah. like that they wouldn't have i mean it, you would have had the overtime is funny but like it was gonna like there would have been no music it would have been vince fall or ben stiller dives throws it and then they celebrate and the credits roll to like silence as the as Ben Stiller's team. Like but all the test audiences hated it. And I'm like, I really wish they would just stick with their vision sometimes because I do feel like in vacation, in the original vacation. So I know again, we're brainstorming a lot of things, and obviously, but I think some version of them getting to Wally World and it's and it's just and it's closed and, and that's it. Um, because that that sometimes that happens in real life. Whether or not it was closed or they didn't make it or like that that is like the ending wasn't i don't i think we're being a little harsh on it but like it it, it would have been fine if they ended compared up being to an awesome movie it's right and, it's and plus bad, the best, but it's the weakest part i'd say pretty easily because it was yes. so and like one more thing could have gone could have gone poorly for them and obviously it did but then it's still like it just it slows down and not only did it not end, it ends happy like they get there then they ask her run he has to run to the sporting goods store and then come back and then talk to john candy and then go on the rise then roy wally shows up it just like it feels like it drags out and it's only probably like 10 or 15 minutes yeah, but, but i think, yeah, I, think they, I think they could have i think they could have done the same montage with the cards and everything at the end credits but slowly show going them from being disappointed from wally world uh going slowly going back to chicago like each postcard is like a different stop going back to chicago each time it's slowly going from like disappointment to happiness. But anyway, I'm a minus. I agree. Actually, I said a. I said a minus also. Just because a couple, a. It's, a, it's a great, it's a great movie. But just a, a couple of little moments bring it down a little bit. But I can, I can rewatch it every year. I, I it's so yep. fun. It's just Eric, such a fun movie overall. I, I gave it an A. All right, so we're all pretty we're close pretty there. Pretty close. Uh, because Eric is choosing our next either, uh, he's either choosing our next decade or genre, an actor that we have to pick a movie from or a director. But uh, so Brad, can you pick a number between one through 53? Two. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, three underrated movies. No genre attached. Just three underrated movies. Um, hmm. <laughs> Some of these seem easy until we... It's going to be tough off the top of my head. I'll say John Carpenter's Escape from L.A., I'm going to say Haunt, which is a scary movie that I don't think either one of you have seen that I would recommend. It's actually a fairly new one uh, that was much better than I expected. Um, it's like a haunted house uh, movie, but it's uh, I enjoyed it. It's just called Haunt. So I'm not I'm going to try to pick different genres here, but that's my horror. I'm going to go just I'm trying to go off the top of my head here. And it, maybe they are not as underrated as I think, but I'll say Idiocracy. I think that movie doesn't get near enough credit. I have seen that. Um, as far as started to catch on some, but I agree, it's still not really accurate. It's becoming, yeah. but it's yeah. uh, is a. I'd say underrated. Sorry, Eric. I actually have another one. If nobody else is ready, being John Mal Malkovich, I have not yeah. watched that in a minute, but it was. I feel like nobody ever talks about that, and it's got a pretty star-studded cast. And Cameron Diaz, I didn't know it was her the first time I watched it, and I was very familiar with her as a like actress, but. She looks so different in it. Yeah. But that's a, it's a really, really weird, but unique and I think well done movie. Well, at least um, got two off the top of my head. We'll see if I can come well, up I, with I said, I was, yeah, I was, I'm going to do another horror because I just thought of it, but uh, I'm going to do Intruder. I think it's 1989. 
Uh, it's one of the few movies that Sam Raimi is associated with that I actually enjoy. Um, he, didn't, he, he didn't direct it, thankfully, because um, I don't really like any of his uh, directed movies, but he's, he, he and his brother are in the movie for small roles, but it's just a grocery store, late shift, murder on the loose. I know Eric for sure would love it. Brad probably would too. It's just under the radar for a, a good a untapped kind of idea to not many people do grocery stores at night like you, you know but anyway so intruder and haunt are my two so far i think i have a third unless brad's ready to go yeah, you, you, can, you can go ahead I'll, I'll go with austin on the horror i'd say is what's going creep with, i've seen that um, yeah. the comedy the comedian surprising because what's his name in it i'd only known him from the league yeah, yeah, he's done a lot more. I think he directed. Oh, yeah, he, he did. A, he did a good job in but that one. Creep. And I actually think Creep Two was actually pretty good as far as sequels go. But it's a. Uh, and again, yeah, definitely, I would say fairly under the radar horror movie, but definitely recommend. Oh shoot! I'm trying to think of something that's not horror. I don't know why I can't think of. I'm trying to think of like an underrated comedy. Underrated. Uh... I'll say uh, Night of the Creeps from 1986 for my. Uh, underrated horror movie it's gotten a little bit of attention but uh, Fred Decker the guy that did it also did the Monster Squad which has gotten a little bit more of a cult following than Night of the Creeps has but um, it's another one it got a little bit more attention when uh, Slither which again is still not that big of a movie but Slither was almost a remake of it even though uh, James Gunn claimed he'd never seen it and maybe he hasn't but anyway um, fun like horror comedy and actually uh, Rusty from European Vacation is like the only other thing I know him from. Rusty from European Vacation is uh, the lead, like the co-lead in that one. But I, I watch that one every other Halloween. Usually, it's a it's a it's a pretty cool '80s movie. I don't think I haven't seen that. Night. I haven't seen that one before. But dang, I, it, I, it's it's pretty. I mean, it's it's cheesy, but in a good way. Like it knows it's cheesy, and it's got so I like the practical effects, even though some of it's really silly. But I still it's a fun. I don't know. I, it's probably more my alley, but I do think it's a fun one to fun like a creature feature i mean i guess i'm just gonna freaking stick with horror sorry i'm, I'm gonna be pretty much a three under a horror but i'm gonna actually say i'm gonna say the fog from john carpenter maybe i feel like that one is a fun movie that just kind of always goes under the radar but i probably can think of a better one but in case everyone else is already done i want to be the only one i would love to think of something that's not horror but uh, i know we we're right at two hours so we want to for now, I'm just going to call that three underrated horror for me, but uh, I'll keep it on. I'll keep it on the list though, because we can always do more th uh, underrated movies. But um, all right, so Eric, or what are we doing next for our topic? We're doing so, a decade genre actor. I have the movie, but how about I let you guys decide which way you want to categorize it, just so you can move forward. Um, okay. Well, we've already as done far a decade. As picking yours. So I'm going to try not to do decade because we did technically we unofficially did 1990s with our first three. So picks. if we're not going to do decade, then it's just going to be comedy. Okay. But it was going to be a 1980s comedy. I say we just, I, unless Brad differs, I say be, uh, let's just stick with genre for this one and all pick a comedy. Uh, not okay. tonight, of course, but like Eric's going to pick one tonight and either Brad or myself will pick one and we'll see. I don't think we had like a specified date to hold this one off on, but correct me if I'm wrong, but. I'm picking this A because I love the movie, but I also haven't seen it in a while. And that would be Mr. Mom. <laughs> I, I, I knew we weren't going to last long before we watch it. Great pick, by the way. But I was like nostalgia in November. I knew we were going to do nostalgia in November. We get, like, if you want to hold off, I will no, 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 have no, other no. I was not. I was not hinting at that. I was saying I knew at the very latest we were not going to make it past November. Okay. I just want to make sure because I was like, 
I had a bunch when I was trying to come up with the uh, summer blockbuster when I did Top Gun. I had like 10 movies listed and there were some comedies and there were some just regular action, whatever movies listed. So like I could easily just pick one of those. But Mr. Mom was on that list. So no, and then and yeah, either yeah. I'm not, I'm trying to think of the last time I watched it. It's been a minute. I, I watched uh, it in this. I don't. I don't know if I have a DVD of it anymore. I, I don't have know to, if I've watched that. I, watched I, that I might have watched like clips, unless we've watched it together. I don't think I've watched it since I've lived out here, which is ten years. So. Oh yeah, I've, I've watched it. I'm way overdue. Ago. I'm way overdue for this. So. No, I think that's a good I one. Know. I wasn't trying to change it by any means. Oh, it, it was a great one. Yeah. I'm just. I'm. I'm surprised. I don't know if I have a copy of it. Um, and then the, that'll we'll probably do it around the first of August. We'll see how many if we can all three get a comedy in August, and then either probably Brad will choose the next one after that for ideally September. For again, it could be a, a, it could be a, hey, we're just pick three Tom Hanks movies or pick a, whatever you know a Spielberg movie. I'm just trying to think of like very obvious people. We're not trying to dig too deep there. And then well, yeah, we can do 1960s and all that. So I, I want to make it where we're not just having a couple of categories, but yeah, Mr. Mom sounds good. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed uh, 1983's vacation, 40 years old now. All right, see y'all later.